Okay, now everyone, first of all, this is the Lunch Break Podcast, but it's a special episode, right? Right. And we've done a few of these, but we want everyone out there to know you might be listening to this just because, yes, it's true, you like the ghost book. You okay? I think a ghost of Peter Vunkman Uh got into me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, as you know, with our review episodes that we've started uh, with... We usually start with a <laughs> we usually start with an introduction to the film, right? Right. The thing about Ghostbusters is it's not just a James Bond. It's not just a it's not just an Avengers Spoderman, movie. It's yeah. not a Spoderman. It's not Toy a, Story. No, no Toy Story. It's no Power of the Dog. Oh. Um. There's a bit that goes into what you need to know to get into this movie. Now, Landon, what I've done is I've created. An introduction to the film. Okay, good. And I'm going to ask you on air if we should add it in post or do it right now. It is, I will say this, <laughs> it's 11 minutes long. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, in the words of your favorite guy, Bill O'Reilly, uh-huh. F it, we'll do it live. All right. Press rec, Joe. It was the winter of 1984 when the posters started popping up in movie theaters across the country. The advertisements contained no film title, only a logo that, unbeknownst to the general public at large, would soon permeate their daily lives and become one of the most popular pieces of iconography in recorded history across the globe, even almost 40 years later. The only words on the poster? Coming to save the world this summer. To the writers of the film, the ghost in the quote-unquote no-ghost sign used in all ads, extensively throughout the movie, and across an untold amount of officially licensed merchandise, would become affectionately known as Moogly. But fun-loving moviegoers needed no behind-the-scenes insider references between comedians to explain the photo, because to them, the logo meant only one thing. The Ghostbusters were coming to save the world. With a cast led by Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Bill Murray in the mid-80s, Ghostbusters was bound to be a success on star power alone, though some critics would say that it is the only thing the movie has going for it. Yet, the film transcended the classification of being just another big-budget summer comedy. Following the inception and subsequent adventures of a group of fringe scientists turned paranormal containment experts and rounded out by Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson, Rick Moranis, and Annie Potts as the main cast, the film's budget of $30 million was matched tenfold at the worldwide box office as it remained in theaters for 30 weeks, from June 8, 1984 through the end of the year. Adjusted for inflation in 2021, the film grossed what would now be three quarters of a billion dollars. The film's success was boistered by another chart-topping success story, The theme song for the film, written by Ray Parker Jr., with a heaping helping of creative inspiration from Huey Lewis' I Want a New Drug and commercial jingles, was reportedly created in less than three days, extended to a full-length song in post-production, and nominated for Best Original Song at the 1985 Grammy Awards. Its number one spot on the Billboard charts lasted for three weeks and made its way throughout various spots on the charts for several weeks beyond that. Even now, reruns of Casey Kasem's radio show make the song a semi-permanent fixture on American radio, 
an ironic but fitting situation of a man DJing a song about ghosts from beyond the grave. Kasem himself has a voice cameo in the film, while his wife Jean plays the buxom blonde that Louis Tully dances with at his get-together. 22 years Kasem's junior, one might assume that introducing the Ray Parker Jr. song on air wasn't the only time that he uttered the phrase, busting makes me feel good. Rumors of a sequel swirled almost immediately, with the cast alternatively either showing interest or stating that some things just shouldn't be tinkered with. These refrains of hesitancy would later reverberate ad nauseum over the next several decades. But before the end of the 80s, at least, the public would get Ghostbusters 2, with everyone in the original cast returning, with supporting roles getting more screen time. Though the film still brought in over $215 million worldwide in 1989, reception of the film was less than warm. People looking for the same cultural phenomenon brought by the original were met with another story involving strange mythology and similar story beats. Though the chemistry of the cast was possibly stronger than ever, the public didn't get the big follow-up story they had hoped for at that time. Yet, the studio still wanted more. Over the years, Dan Aykroyd has remained a voice of cautious optimism on a third film, almost to the frustration of fans of the series. On more than a few occasions, he stated that scripts were complete, people were on board, and shooting would start soon. He has been quoted as saying something similar every few years from the early 90s through the 2010s. A Ghostbusters video game involving all the original members added a new storyline to the canon and sparked hope for a final film, but it was not to be. The infamous holdout to a third Ghostbusters was always Bill Murray. Though hard to pin down exactly why someone may not want to do a project, the general sentiments over the last 30 years were that he was not happy with the reception of the sequel, had a contentious relationship with Ramis, and, in general, is an elusive, unreliable personality. Though he has never shied away from stating that all he ever wanted was a good script, and, in his opinion, nothing had been presented that was worth gambling on. Harold Ramis stated in 2009 that it would be easy for them to make one more and reap the monetary rewards, but that they didn't need to do that. And if the public only had two Ghostbusters movies, quote, we'd all be fine, the world would not end. And that's where we pick up with Ghostbusters 3. I'm just kidding, there's more. But he similarly stated the right script would be all it took. Ernie Hudson, openly dissatisfied with how his character was handled in the original, was still happily open to making a new film. The most well-known proof of work on a sequel was Aykroyd's leaked 1999 script Ghostbusters 3 Hellbent, in which the Ghostbusters crossed dimensions into an alternate version of Manhattan inhabited by hellish demons, somewhat incorporating his cold vision of the original film. Harold Ramis passed of cancer in 2014, though not before reportedly making peace with Murray, who essentially held out long enough for death to prevent a third movie from happening. The dream of the original Ghostbusters appearing together one more time died with Ramis. Uh -huh. Ghostbusters is often cited as a favorite among a veritable who's who of influential artists and celebrities. One such person of note who draws inspiration from the film is writer, producer, comedian, and actor Joey Labota. Our crew caught up with Joey on the street recently to get his take. 
So, Joey, you're pretty publicly vocal about your affection towards the film series. Is that an accurate statement? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's been stated in jest quite frequently that it's my favorite movie ever. <laughs> uh, I sort of go along with it for fun, but why not? I hate that question. What's your favorite movie? There are so many qualifiers, but Ghostbusters is fun, funny, uh, easily rewatchable. Favorite movie? Not necessarily, but if people want to say that, go ahead. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on the legacy of the series and calls for continuations even after all these years? Look, more of the thing you love isn't bad. As a guy I used to do a podcast with said, I'm not going to be mad about more Star Wars. Even if it's not great, it's still Star Wars. And even though he's behind bars now, it's a sentiment I agree with here. Look, love the first one, and maybe I'm grandfathered in and it hasn't aged in a way that audiences can now appreciate it. And the sequel suffered from poor reviews, but it's having a resurgence. I'm one of those that look back and say it's probably more fun than the original. And we got the animated show for a while, but with one of the stars not wanting to return, leading to what felt like a forced reboot, it just feels disingenuous. I would love to see a great third film, but they had time. If there was a good script and everyone wanted to do it, it would have been done already. Thanks, Joey. And we love all that you're doing. Oh, wow. Thanks very much. Look, I'm always more than happy to answer any questions about Ace Ventura 2. Uh, actually, we were asking about Ghostbusters. Look, guys, I gotta get out of here, but I love talking with you. Two years after the death of Ramus, a reboot of the series was attempted with a female-led cast. Unfortunately marred by a vocal few garbage pail hicks online who thought that the only gender allowed to shoot plasma ropes and cross streams were men, invoking PC culture as the end of everything good in life. The real problem was that it just wasn't that well written and pretty forgettable considering all the marketing that went into saying that this was the movie to bring the busters back. Cameos from Aykroyd, Hudson, and Murray excited some, even though Murray seemed to dislocate his spine with how far he stretched to not be funny in the film. And Aykroyd might as well have been wearing a light-up name tag that said, I'm Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters, remember? While saying his lines. But it seemed such was the fate of the beloved yet beleaguered franchise, passing the torch every couple of years to try another round of busting, but never reaching or understanding what made the first such a hit. Until 2018, when it was revealed that Jason Reitman, son of the original film's director Ivan Reitman, had completed a story for a film as a proper follow-up. Information trickled in over the following months and story elements were unveiled, and it was announced that the surviving original Ghostbusters would all be making appearances in the film. Filmed in 2019, the next two years were filled with teaser trailers and merchandise hitting stores way before the film's release due to studio and theater delays related to COVID-19 closures and protocols. Unfortunately, some toys featured spoilers from the movie, some that even made a certain writer of this segment throw a magazine across the room when a certain set of action figures spoiled a bit too much. Close to 40 years have led to this moment the release of Ghostbusters Afterlife in November of 2021. The end of an era also marks the beginning of a new one. Does the film deliver on three decades of hope and waiting? Do nostalgia and rose-colored visions of the past hold the film back, 
Or were all the situations that led to this version of Ghostbusters 3 necessary in order for audiences to get a genuine follow-up worthy of the Moogly logo that so long ago stole the hearts of millions? Whatever the answer is, don't wait another moment. Pick up your headphones and listen to the professionals on lunch break. Ghostbusters Afterlife, we're ready to review you. Released on November 19th, 2021, <laughs> and with a review recorded December 9th, <laughs> 2021, it is now time for the lunch break review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. How excited are you, Landon, for another of our famous reviews? I can't wait. Uh, I'm very excited to sink my meaty teeth into mm. this film much like muncher does oh. on a certain uh, uh fire hydrant now before we get into the movie we've given you a little taste a little backstory right what we did uh i think so oh we added it in post oh I so you probably didn't hear any of that gotcha but now that you've got a little taste of movie fun we have to do a couple other things first movie phone <clears throat> you called it and they told you when the movie was on. I walk to remember. Showing at 515, oh. 715, 915, 1115, 4 Yes. <laughs> Which I will have you probably remember if we're going to be talking about 420, Landon. I should just say this right off the bat. Imagine if Ghostbusters was made into a pot-smoking comedy. That's not what Ghostbusters is about. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> and it's going to be something that we probably will have to reiterate throughout the episode. I think so, probably, yeah. So now that you've heard from our movie phone, uh, one of the big things that people like about Ghostbusters, I think is that that merch baby keeps rolling baby, right? Yes. Well, here's something for you people out there. If you're listening to this because you like Ghostbusters, guess what? We've got a podcast that we do every week, and you're going to get a little taste of that here. And if you're just like, just get to the movie, I don't know, skip 10 minutes ahead and see if we're reviewing it then. But we got to do something, okay? We got to talk merch. We got to talk food. What are we eating for lunch, okay? Sure. What do we do first? You want to break that lunch out, or you want to do the special... Ghostbusters merch. Hey, they've been with us for 15 minutes mm -hmm. at this point. They're going to wait a little bit longer. Exactly. Bust into that stuff. Bust into that stuff. As the Ghostbusters say in their song, bust into that stuff. So you're talking about the food, right? Yeah. Yep. So what do you think of when you think of Ghostbusters? What? Uh, Splooge and slime. Exactly. And what color? Green. So... Ghostbusters always has the green food, yes? Yes, green, green food, it's the ecto-chill cooler. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Dealing with gamma rays, ecto ectoplasm, ectoplasm, excuse me. Um, what else? Uh, it's part of a franchise, right? So you mm -hmm. want you want different things from throughout the franchise to kind of show up, right? Yeah, Twinkie, Ho-Ho. Yep. And uh, cake. If we, talk cake. About, if, we, if we talk about Ghostbusters 2, there's a birthday party scene, as you know. Uh <laughs> 
Did you watch it? No. Okay. So there's a Ghostbusters. Uh, there's a birthday party what scene, so you think of cake, maybe. Sure. So I got I got the the special thing for our episode here with all the Ghostbusters merch that's kind of been coming out with the new movie. Here we go. I can't wait to tell you my thoughts on the movie, though. Yeah, no, and I can't wait to get there. So our snack for today is the Marvel. Uh, <laughs> Hulk smash cake bites. Yes. They are green. Yes. They're part of a franchise, a yes. Marvel franchise. Marvel. And there are gamma sprinkles on them. This which is, is a little wink and nod to, to our beleaguered uh, yes. busters. Oh, I can't wait. I did find there was one thing at the store I found, which was popcorn that just had the Ghostbusters like poster on it. It just said Ghostbusters Afterlife coming soon. No, no. And no, I no. said, we could do that for a laugh, but... As you know, with our show, we don't do anything no, for a laugh. No, 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 no. So I'm just going to go ahead and... Hey, what brand are these? I've cake ne- Bites. The original Cake Bites. I've never seen or heard nope, of these at all. So I'm just going to say here, they come in packs of four. Great for birthdays, like I said. The original Cake Bites with their famous, um, lo- or their famous saying, all the cake in just one bite. They I think, are. I think that's a Megan the Stallion song, isn't it? Yeah, all the cake and just the bite. So, oh my God! See, look at the picture on the thing. Yeah, the picture shows a perfect uh, cake bite. These oh, are. Oh wow, that's tiny. These are. They little. really are just little bites. I get it. So three come in a pack. Three come in a pack. So there's three layers. Two are green, the one in the middle is white, and there's green frosting, colorful vanilla cakes, and apple jelly. Uh? Yep, surprise. Take a bite. I can already tell. Should I just do one bite? Take a cake bite. Oh, God. Mm. Okay, here's the deal. So it's bad, but <laughs> it's bad because it's not a cake. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's like any of these. A cosmic brownie is not a brownie. Mm-hmm. It's a weird little chemical brownie that I like. I like this. I like it too. But it's, yes, it's not cake. It's not cake. It's it a, is bad. It's a snack cake. It's bad. It's not. The frosting is not a frosting. It's, it's the kind of the hard, soft outer shell of a ding dong. Landon knows all about that. Yeah. I'm uh, not, I, I don't know. The apple jelly. Is there, is it jelly? It's not really jelly, is it? If I hadn't have mentioned the apple to you, would you have mentioned it to me? No. Even though you know I'm allergic to it? <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I don't, hey, if I can't taste it, I can't warn you. Uh-huh. And I can't taste it. Well, I can't. Me neither. Uh, that being said, uh, it's a, for me, it's a point six. I, I'm not the promise on the on the package. It made me want cake. Right. This ain't this ain't cake. No, this ain't cake. As Megan the Stallion said when I turned around, she said this ain't cake. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick by your side and say finally. Um, and say a six. A six for the Ghostbusters Hulk cake bites. Okay? Wow. Okay. 
Now, there's one more thing we have to do. I'm saving my last bite. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get into it. By the way, on the way over here, I got one of those Starbucks cranberry slice things, the the, the cranberry bites. Oh, sure. No good? No, they're great. Oh. I shook he my shook head. His head. No. He shook his head. I couldn't tell. It was one of those where you're like, is grandpa mad at me or proud of me? <laughs> okay, so um, Joey's now turning on a camera he's got a camera this, he's deposing me yes like and, i'm a criminal like okay, i'm and like Landon? i'm jizz lane maxwell and no i'm not gonna talk about it <laughs> they're trying to hide the truth from you well all of the news outlets are reporting on it no they're not yeah they are no they're not you know what my favorite part of Candyland is um there's like peppermint ridge <laughs> There's Jizzling. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so the fun thing about Ghostbusters, of course, is the merchandise. Okay. Yes. Yes. And with the new movie comes new merchandise. Yes. And isn't that what we all want? Yes. We all love all those Ghostbusters cartoon toys that you don't, where you say none of this was probably ever in the show. Right. So Landon, I got you one of the toys and I want you to open it. <laughs> We're going to post this online, but I want you to open it and I want you to rate the, the toy for me. Okay. Rate the toy. Okay. This okay. is a new thing for lunch break to do. Rate the toy. It's a bad precedent to start setting. Now I'm going to have to start buying Joey toys. Oh, the toys I'll have to buy him. Oh boy. And the types of toys he likes. I can't, I can't buy those. Now, most of your head is not in the frame. Good. <laughs> Fine, I don't care. I know this is something people say to you a lot on set. <laughs> we is can't, it? no matter how far away we get, we can't get your head in the shot. Yeah. And so to that I say, we're, we're right on cue, huh? Sure. Let me get this toy out for you. Speaking of cue, I just had to bring one thing up. They're not even talking about Jizz Lane. Oh, no. This is not this is not a regular episode. <laughs> this is for the movie fans. Landon, what I've got you is a <laughs> Stay Puft Marshmallow Mini Puffed Surprise. <laughs> so these are little we're gonna see which one you get. There's little guys. Which of the puffs? Which of the puffs you get, okay? Cause like in the in the Thought I wasn't recording. Oh. <laughs> almost 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 jumped off the bridge. Because of course no spoiling this, but not yet anyway. Like in the original movie, mm -hmm. where the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is integral to the film, the new movie. Did you get your booster? No. Brought the. Uh, <laughs> no, I've had five. I tell you this. Um, the new movie brought back the Stay Puft because it was integral to this movie as well. <laughs> right. Which we'll get into. Yeah. When we get into our review, we've only been recording for about 30 minutes, so. <laughs> Okay, so, so let me. This is the whole package. You gotta. You, so Landon's opening the package now. Go ahead and describe it to the listeners. And it kind of looks like a little Play-Doh. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't get you anything. No, and you didn't need to. This is kind of my look at that. Okay, so Stay Puffed Marshmallows Ghostbuster Mini Puffed Surprise. Why don't you go ahead and just crack that open? Ready? Yep. We'll see which one you get here. I'm worried. <laughs> what a worthless <laughs> so i told landon to get some wet wipes for our snack i might have been being a little cheeky you were cheeky 
God, this reminds me of the library scene from the original Ghostbusters. What do you do with that? So the you gotta show us which toy you got. He's in there. <laughs> Is this fun for anyone? Who wants this? You've gone too far, Ghostbusters. Why would you do this? And a little backstory just while Landon does this. Yeah. I bought one of these just as an adult. Sure. Saying, I got to see which one I get. This is such I didn't a- see why the reviews on the Target website were like a two <laughs> out of five stars. And I thought something was wrong when I opened it. Yeah, I thought, I thought the guy melted. Yeah, the- me too. So then I went back and I read all the reviews of people saying, like, this is the worst thing I've ever opened. Like, my child, like, it's not even... Good. It's and it's, you can probably describe. It's not good slime. No, it's, it's not the good kind you want to like make out of Elmer's glue and baking soda or whatever. No, well, the, a good slime doesn't actually stick to you. Right. This is like a gum. Yeah. This is. And it's not edible, which is also kind of scary. Yeah. It says not intended to be eaten. I thought that was just a little joke on the, on the canister. <laughs> How do you even open it, Joey? I'm not going to do it for you. This is part of the experience of getting the toy. This is $6. What a, why? Don't do that <laughs> to yourself. I can't wait for Christmas. Is that what you wanted? You wanted this on, on TV? You wanted to put this on TV? Ah. I need scissors, don't you? I figured this would be a good thing to do because just the reaction of you opening it and seeing the goop just blew me away. But I just wanted to kind of highlight how how this is maybe one of the worst, if not the worst, movie tie-in toy that's ever come out. Because here's my problem. I get what you're doing. Why can't you not just make it actual marshmallow fluff? Yeah, that's... Because now you've just got stuff on your hands that you can't eat. Right. If I could lick this off my hands when I was done... Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, buddy, you got yourself a good toy there. Because they put it in cereal, right? You could put a toy in cereal. So he got it out of the first bag. Oh, my now God. Now there's a second another bag. bag. <gasps> but it's got moogly on it. And you wonder... Look it. That's Which cheeky. Which one am I? Which one am I? Get him! From the movie. <laughs> Okay, great. Whoa! We got the flame one. That's better than the one I got. What'd you get? I got one. He's sitting down eating a bar of chocolate. What? Is the bar huge? I might have to trade you. No, it's just a small piece of chocolate. You want to know how to ruin your worthless toy? Uh Uh-huh. Put a bunch of freaking trademark stuff on his butt. Wow. Because you couldn't have put that anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You put it on his butt. So now I can't even put this on the shelf. Butt out. Like I was going that. to. This and that sounds that sounds like what I say to you whenever you try to go to my room. That's awesome. Say bye, Landon. Here, do this for okay, the hold on, let's do that again. That's good. So that's well, gonna make we're gonna blur out the background behind you of you opening that. It's going to be a picture of Bill Murray's ass on one side of you. On the other side, and this is a spoiler, Harold Ramis' ghost ass on the other <laughs> side. And it's you saying, 
is the new Windows 11 best? What do you... The smell is bad. Yeah, it, and I'm worried about people's kids opening this. Now, it says not intended to be eaten. So my thought is... It probably can be. It, it's probably non-toxic, but I spent the rest of my night worrying that I couldn't eat Cheez-Its. You shouldn't do this. It shouldn't stick to your fingers right, like right. this. This whole experience is a zero. Good. That's Bye. All, that's what we wanted to hear. Be, that's that's kind of why. Landon, I got to be honest. I set you up a little bit, didn't I? No. All right. So should we get to our <laughs> review of the movie Ghostbusters? Um, let's. If we can drag it out for another two minutes, we can put it right at 30 minutes. Do you need me to open these for you? Yeah, give me a wipe, will you? I'm going to get you an antibacterial wipe, which they have, they're actually not open yet. And you got these. How much were these? Um, <laughs> I think they were on clearance. Two two ninety nine or something like that. Well, they say three ninety nine clearance, but on top of that, there's a fifty percent off. Aha! So they were like a dollar fifty, huh? Yeah, three ninety nine, fifty percent off of three ninety nine is a dollar fifty. <laughs> okay, well, actually, they were on clearance for three dollars flat. Okay, but above well, that says three ninety nine. What? You're going to those weird stores where they have different prices for stuff. Joey, barter system. Barter system. Thanks, pal. Hey, dude. <laughs> This was awesome. Um, thanks. My son started started his own type of currency. It's called a barter system. Oh, help me! <laughs> Don't say that about Bart. <laughs> Mom, Dad, why are you talking like that about my brother Bart? Stop, Abu. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> okay. All right. So speaking of that, I guess. Speaking of Simpsons, let's talk about Ghostbusters. Yes. Another long-running franchise that uh, was best <laughs> in the first couple years and probably should have just ended. And But being what we are, which is naughty little Americans, we yes. just can't let a good thing go. No. Much like how The Office ended, what, two, two and a half months ago? Is when the office ended? Yeah, I think so. And now they've already gotten somehow through three years of retrospective podcasts. They've started those retrospective podcasts before these shows are even done now. Yeah. Parks and Recollection. Yeah. Okay. I can remember five years ago. I can. <laughs> no, that one's not very good. Um, hey, Ghostbusters, let's talk about it. This is the Ghostbusters Afterlife movie review. So if you were speeding up through your podcast, you probably don't know that we're going now. Yeah. So I'll just try to go stop fast forwarding. So that to you that sounds like mm. Man last cake bike. I just ate my last cake bike. I took <laughs> it around the took it around the block and then I took a bite out of it, okay? Had to. First thoughts on Ghostbusters Afterlife. We've sat with it for a little bit. Do you like it? Look, here's the deal. You know, we know your position. You spent 12 minutes waxing uh, nostalgic. It's, yeah, about it's the most work I've done for any <laughs> podcast yet. It's true. Um, it is your favorite movie ever made. Ghostbusters, <laughs> the original, I'm saying. Mm. Um, I don't care about it. Hey, and if you want to get our little back and forth, there's another podcast called First Time, mm -hmm. and we finally forced Landon, we set him down, we 
We put them in a, what do you call that thing that you... Wax cylinder. Yeah. We put them in a wax cylinder and then we spun them around and on the outside you were... <laughs> and to old people, that was like porn? Yeah. That's like the closest they got. Yeah. They're like, mm, Martha, leave. <laughs> so we sat him down and we made him watch it and he said, yeah, it's fine. And right. I said, that's all I've ever wanted. Yeah. So, uh, in preparation for this, I said I was going to watch number two. <laughs> I did not. Uh, and I, you really could have. It's like 80 minutes long. It's just one of those things where it's like, I, I will eventually, mm. but I just didn't care. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. talk a little bit about it. So, no, uh, you know, um, what, did, what do they say? That boo for you, you're going to get a few spoilers for Ghostbusters 2. Right. And we should say, yes, big time spoilers. Yes, we're going to talk about spoilers, as I mentioned before. You've probably already turned it off when you, you heard Harold Ramis' butt, because yeah. you weren't prepared for that. You weren't prepared. Hey, I liked this movie quite a bit. Okay. Now, have I thought about it? Yes. Have I thought about it in the last two weeks or uh, whatever? No. <laughs> I thought about it for like a day, like, mm. yeah, that was pretty fun. There are, of course, massive problems, uh -huh. of course, of course. But I have no connection to the original, so mm -hmm. I don't care if the old farts show up. In fact, that's one of the worst parts of the movie for me. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get there in time. We'll get there in, in time. time. But I will say uh, this. I sh I'm just going to say it now because uh -huh. I want to see your face when I say it. This is my favorite Ghostbusters movie. Imagine if Ghostbusters was made into a pot-smoking comedy. That's not what Ghostbusters is about. It's not. It's not. Which would have made it your favorite by far if it was. Yes. Right? I love when they roll up a spliff, <laughs> smoke the jazz cigarette. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. what do you think about that, what I just said? That it's your favorite Ghostbusters film? Yeah great <laughs> what if you i mean if you said you like the first one more i guess i'd say okay so that's your favorite yeah it's not it doesn't i feel like it doesn't take much for you didn't say it's your favorite movie of the year no that was but. for the second time invisible man <laughs> okay of this year yeah is it has that really been this year no that was last year oh god I think. this year has felt like two years oh wow because it has been <laughs> Now, the movie, Landon, I think we all knew going into this movie, it was going to be filled with nostalgia. Yeah, I mean... The, From the first teaser trailer. The first teaser is just the car, mm -hmm. which I kind of, to me, as an outsider, is like not even that big of a deal. Like, it's cool, and I do want the Lego set. Yeah. And I am <laughs> jealous that you have it, but... Uh, to me, like, I don't, that's not the first thing I think of. So it was pretty obvious when that's the first thing they showed as a teaser. Mm. They're like, we love the stuff. Yeah. Well, the, the movie is kind of about, it has become about the gadgets. People want to put their proton packs on. Right. And walk around at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People want to drive their PT Cruiser Ecto-1s through the streets of every parade. Yeah. But the cool thing is, you get to see it in... Big action. budget action, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and Not that was old. cool. Mm hmm. I liked seeing that. Here's something else I liked about it a couple of the updates to stuff, like the gunner seat. I said, okay, so at some point they put this in. Yeah, cool. That is cool. 
You okay? <laughs> the chair I'm sitting in is so, so short. He's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the gunner seat is cool. It's a cool... I like gadgets in movies. I like the James Bond sure. gadgets. I like the Men in Black gadgets. Yes. What other movies have gadgets? <laughs> Well, that's what this kind of felt like, didn't it? Like a Men in Black Junior or something. Yeah, and I even I even saw a. Uh, it was one of those where I saw a, a uh, an article that said, like this clip from the movie, or no, the new movie will show you where the proton pack switch is, like the on switch. And I said, now we're getting a little too well because there was like a weird close up. Yes. and I was like, this is the moment they were talking about. <laughs> there, there is a lot of uh, time paid to them using the equipment uh-huh. which having seen the first one they didn't do that at all no and i get that it's because they like weren't real like uh-huh. they, they didn't have the budget to make them look cool or whatever but and now you do and now you do so you're like yeah let's watch the little motor in it turn mm-hmm. and switch it on and it shoots out creamy 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 lightning but i i don't care about that stuff mm-hmm. I like seeing it, but it's I, you know it's it's a waste of time, really. Well, if it wasn't, it's it's iconic to the people that like it, so they want to see that. Do they though? Was that something you were dying to see? Like, I wonder how you turn it on. No, when I saw that article, I thought, well, there's so many of these terrible websites now that have yeah. to write something, right? And when I saw her turn it on, if I hadn't been thinking of that article, <laughs> it was not something that I was like, finally, like they they reach behind their back, they flip something and right. it turns on yeah okay sure so that's fine seeing the car maybe be in cg half the time driving through the fields yeah still fun i like the car the car stuff is cool mm-hmm. and i think that little chase scene through mm-hmm. the city with the little trap with the little trap rc car that's fun uh that's probably the best action that the Ghostbusters have ever seen, eh? Yeah. Well, the Ghostbusters is not an action movie. No, they're just... But that's the thing. This isn't... Do do fans like this? This movie? Yeah. Uh, from what I've seen, yes. Which is interesting, because it's not at all like the Ghostbusters that they like. And I know that you are going to say that the original Ghostbusters is not funny. This movie is not funny. No, this movie is not funny. But is this movie to you less funny than those or about the same? It's less funny okay. than the original. Because I feel like it's a little heavy-handed in like, this is important. This yeah. movie is important because the Ghostbusters are now important. Yes. Where the first two are just like, eh, they're just kind of messing around. Well, that's the first movie... They set up the Ghostbusters as a scheme, right? Basically, like, right? They're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't care. Well, maybe, maybe uh, they are interested. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's character, of course, yes. Stance, Stance, and uh, Stance and Spangler, Spangler. And then you've got Vankman, of course. Vankman. He is just a little conniving little prick boy. Yes, he's just trying to make some money. And Zetamore is also just there for the job. Mm. He doesn't really care. Because they they kick him out. Well, no, they get kicked out of the school that they are professors at. Right. For, you know, pseudoscience, mm. bad tactics, et cetera. Et cetera. Zetamore has that classic line, 
if there is a check in it for me, I'll believe anything you say. <laughs> exactly. So there's that. So he doesn't care about it. Right. And then let's go to the let's go to the second movie, okay? Yeah, take me through that. Because here's my thing, and we are going to start at the beginning of the movie. This movie almost completely, other than Ray's occult shop, deletes the second movie. There are some very mm. big things that happen in Ghostbusters 2 that when the kids are like, you don't remember when you never like heard about the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man? Right. Well, in the second one, guess what also walks through the streets? The Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Like, there's huge things, huge river of slime. Sure. Like, the city ex- is exploding all over the place. They don't bring any of that up. No. What they do bring up is the fact that Ray owns a bookstore, uh-huh. okay, which I heard they, in detail, recreated the exact same. Great. <laughs> what a waste of like money. <laughs> I love when they waste so much money to do dumb shit you you gotta wonder what that is it's the same with star wars whatever everyone's just like we recreated this hallway exactly it's like great i don't know he's running through it you can't even see it clearly well what's annoying is you will put i don't know however many thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. into doing that so that dan Aykroyd can be like you can have a special feature where Dan Aykroyd walks through and is like, it's exactly like I remember it. And then they zoom out a little and you see that it's on a soundstage. It's just two walls <laughs> yes. being held up by sandbags. But then you won't take a little extra time mm-hmm. to do... Now, the CGI in this movie is actually really good. I didn't find anything to be egregiously uh, no. upsetting. But in, uh, in other movies, you don't take the extra time to make the CGI look good or you're, the, the budget. You, you don't, I don't care if the, I don't care. Anyway, go ahead. Well, here's the other thing. In the past 30 years, that hasn't changed at all. Yeah, it shouldn't be the same, should it? Not really. Yeah. The books would get sold or he wouldn't be still working there. Well, Zettemore was keep it paying the rent, wasn't he? He'll make a he'll turn a profit one of these days. He he he. No, he won't. Yeah, that's why something would he? you say in a movie that's wrong. Yeah, why would you're he? a smart businessman? <laughs> but like one of these days, this... one of these days, the guy who's made no money for the last forty years is going to make no. The he's biggest not. bookstore in the world. Borders can't stay in business. <laughs> this little raise a cult. Don't call me. Like he just tells people not to call him. So stupid. Anyway, uh, so anyways, maybe they wouldn't have to uh, have an entire. 15 minutes of the movie dedicated to telling you about Walmart and Baskin Robbins. Sure. If you just didn't waste the money doing weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't care. We'll get into that. So okay. yes, it, it deletes a lot of the second movie, which feels weird because it's supposed to be a celebration of that's, that's how this movie is supposed to be right. a celebration of all things. Ghostbusters. Yes. And people said they didn't like it at the time, but guess what? It's, it, it also did well, and everyone now, I think, has for the most part said, yes, it's not as good as the first one, but it's, like, funny. It's probably funnier. Yep. It's a fun movie. Tell them what you told me and in your audio clip. What, that it's funnier than the first one? That I probably like it better than the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I like the first one because, as we've talked about, it's in my head all the time. I watched it when I was a boy, and it's yeah, all, it yeah. formed all my thoughts. Uh-huh. But you watch the second one, and you're laughing. It's funny more, huh? It's funny. They go to a birthday party. It seems like it is just the same movie, huh? 
Uh, yeah, for the most part, it kind of has the same. And this is the same movie as number one. Uh, again, this just is kind of this is a problem with it being a sequel that is just kind of re rehashing some stuff. Yeah. Well, so, uh, take me through number two if there's some stuff that I need to know. Not really. I mean, oh. number two, they've okay. been sued uh, because of what happened in New York. They've lo- basically lost their jobs. So now they're doing things like performing at birthday parties, sure. owning a bookstore. Uh, Vankman is a TV personality now on a psychic show. Funny. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, whatever. They've got a new accountant in Lewis Tully, which is the funniest part of the movie. Sure. Uh uh, Janine gets a haircut. Yes. Okay. Here's my question: Is <laughs> and then they save the city at the end again. Is the Gozer the villain? No. There's a different villain in the second one, which is yes, which is why. Why does it come back and do <laughs> you? Why it's doing the same exact scenes? Why? So okay, let's go through this movie then. Okay. Okay. Spangler, at the beginning of the movie, yes. we see <laughs> driving, fast driving out of a big mountain. We see they're not showing us this guy's face, so we know that it is Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's driving. He's caught, a, he's caught a ghost. Yeah, I think he's caught a ghost. He drives back to his house. He's got a trap set for the great gozer. Right. Or, or one of the... One of the the demon dogs, right? Oh no, it doesn't work. Right. He goes into his house and sits down and gets a gozer-sized <laughs> fist through his uh, through his chest, just like in the movie. Yes, just like in the first one. So we're already going. Oh, I remember. Right. Which actually, I didn't remember that, so I, that didn't really bother me. It didn't bother me, but it was like. That, like, was that the way that they have to grab people? Yeah. I thought that was just kind of like, because ghosts haunt you in weird ways. Right. So they grabbed her on her chair and sucked her into the fridge. <laughs> right. But no, I guess that's what the gozer does. Mm-hmm. The gozer is... So, wait, is the gozer... Who's the gozer? Gozer. The go... So, Zool is the, 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 uh, the gatekeeper. Okay? She's the lady... She's Olivia Wilde. Yes. Okay. That's Zool. She's Zool. Then Gozer is the little dog demon thing, which is the quote unquote key master. Wait. No. I don't think I've seen this movie. There's two dog there's two, there's dogs. two dogs. The gatekeeper and okay, the key master. Okay, let's be clear about this. As someone who has watched the original Ghostbusters a lot and I've watched it recently, I just watched it again before seeing this one just to make sure I was having fun. The 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 mythology of the movie does not make much sense to me. The Gozer is Zool. This is terrible. <laughs> People are so mad that they're listening okay, to this. That doesn't matter. Okay, so uh, so Harold Ramis, of course, is I, I th- it's good. in real life is dead. Right. So we start the movie off by killing Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. Does that make you sad? Yes, because I thought he was going to have play a little bit more in the movie. <laughs> well, have no fear. He'll have 30 minutes at the end well, to stare into the camera. It was weird because 
it was like, did they have to show? And I, they don't show his face, so it's not like you're you're seeing a fake Harold Ramis. Right. But the fact that you can't, I don't know, he's not saying anything. I mean, all that's fine, but I don't know if that scene is necessary. Here's what you do. You start with Ramis Jr., mm-hmm. the little girl. Yes. Who's great, by the way. Mm-hmm. You start with them finding out that they are moving yeah, cut that whole scene. I know you want to start on a high note like of action and, te- and tension, but just start with them going to a creepy house. Mm. They, The audience already knows that he's right. Mm. He's a ghostbuster. We know. All you have to do is show a picture like my grandfather, Spangler. The audience knows. We've seen the other two movies. Yeah. I haven't, but I, I know too. <laughs> you don't need to... It, it does nothing because showing the trap not working. I mean, there's yes, that kind of plays in at the end, but it, not, it, it could also just not work when they do it or they could be like, cause there's more of a mystery of like what happened to him. Right. It, it makes it more, I don't know because yeah, that's the thing is like the whole time you're like, he's right. And they're going, Hey, you're talking dirt farmer. You live <laughs> up in dirt farmers, little house on the hill. You live at, with the dirt man now. Right. So you get that when you know you've already seen what happens. Just We don't need that. Just say he was the dirt farmer or whatever. Right. And, when, of course, when they get to their house and on the side is, like, the book of Revelation. The, <laughs> yes. The thing that was told to him kind of in passing right. on one drive. Right. We The Ghostbusters movie, <laughs> they show them driving the car and he gets told to him something from the Bible once. How many times have you been in the car with someone? <laughs> like, he just so happens to remember that and, well, like, scribbles it. Was he even... Spangler wasn't in the car. That That's was right. That was just Stance. Yeah, he's saying it to Stance, and he's like... Zetamore. Do you believe in the Bible? Wait, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Stance and Zetamore are talking. Anyway, yeah. so that doesn't even really matter. So I think it, it's the point that then he starts to think... Uh, I mean, it's 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 just a callback moment where it's like, yes, I guess he could then see that as like an end time thing. But I don't think he's someone that believes in the Bible, if I'm going to get that deep into it. Sure. He's a scientist. He's the driest of all of them. Why would he then like be putting out weird warnings like the end is near? Yeah. Yeah, that seems out of character, because especially because he went there to silently kind of protect everyone. Right. He's not going there because he's crazy. And everyone's like, yeah, we don't know what he was up to. But he puts signs up that say the mm. end is near, beware or whatever. So he, when he's in the hardware store buying all of his stuff, he sure was a good customer. Don't know what the heck he was doing up at the ding dong farm, but he sure bought a lot of iron. Shut up. He didn't try to warn anyone. No one knew what he was up to. They just... Everyone in this town has never heard of the Ghostbusters except for one cool teacher. It's just... It's it's all bullshit and stupid. In Ghostbusters Afterlife, Gozer rises once again after Vince Clortho, the key master. That's right. Vince Clortho is the key master. Oh. Who also becomes a dog. And Zool, the gatekeeper. So so Zool and Vin's Clortho are the dogs. Gotcha. Because they must mate animalistically. And Gozer is the Gozer, Olivia Wilde. Yes. Okay. And it was Olivia Wilde, right? Yeah. We're not, we're we're not, not crazy here. We're not telling tales out of school. It had to be her. What if it wasn't? 
Well, I could tell because she was wearing a treat people with kindness sweatshirt underneath. I could tell because she was like, I don't want to even be a part of the narrative. The media keeps trying to talk to me about Harry, but I don't Mm. even want to be part of it. Meanwhile, the paparazzi are taking photos over with all of his merch on all of the time. And it's like, it's kind of seems like you're kind of asking. And then in the background of all that, you're like, Hey, big mama, remember me? You wanted to go away, but I wanted to stay. You kept on laughing and laughing. And she's like, Venkman? And he's like, <laughs> and then you went down the stairs, and then you fell up the stairs. And Stans is just like, <laughs> well, we'll get to it. Okay, okay, okay. So we meet young Spangler. Yes, Spangler Jr. Jr. And her brother, Mike from Stranger Things. Just doing the Stranger Things. I get it. You don't have to put them in your movie. Well, Maybe these you do, kids are being forced and molded into these 80s icons. These people that were never even alive back then. And I should know. I wasn't alive back then, too. I'm young as hell, man. I'm young as hell. Hell yeah. But, yes, they put him in there. And then I also uh, read that they didn't tell him what movie he was auditioning for. The boy? Yes. They said, come in for this audition for to play the boy. They gave him some vague lines. And then he got the part, which is surprising to me because it doesn't seem like he's doing anything. He's just doing what he always does, yes. which is fine. I mean, I like the kid, but come on. Yes, it wasn't. But it was like, he's a revelation. We must have him. And then she, of course. And then another funny thing, which is kind of cartoony, is that they both look exactly like Harold <laughs> Ramis. Yes. But his daughter. His daughter couldn't look No less. passing resemblance. Yeah. Who's even further removed from his genes. <laughs> so we, yes, we meet the mom who is a bad mom. Mm-hmm. Not good. No, no. She's like, I don't want anything to do with my dad. He sucked. And my dad sucked. And then the guy comes. He's like, I'm kicking you out. And she's like. And I'm thinking, yeah, you sucked though, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You're not doing any better. But I do love Carrie Coon. Mm-hmm. She's always good. Do So. Yeah. But do I like the fact that they, they put, they say that Spangler is a bad dad. Well, that's the other thing, too. You, you take the whole movie basically shitting on mm. the guy who's actually dead in real life. Yes. Saying he's a bad dad, bad Egon dad. Spangler? That son of a bitch can rot in hell for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's another... Oh, we got so much to talk about. <laughs> we really shouldn't have spent 50 minutes on toys and candy. <laughs> but that's why these episodes are three hours long. Hey, hey, hey. And people are hitting... They're smashing the subscribe button. Doofa, 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 doofa. Gotta uh, get more, gotta get more, gotta get more the, of the boys. That's the 30-second skip-ahead button. Oh, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> hey, uh, who, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> okay, we'll save it for when we get there. Because uh, I have questions about all the mythology mm. that I'm hoping you can answer. Yes, and of course I can, as you can tell, Gozer. She goes to, so the little they all move to the, the Spangler's house. Mm. They're like, this old dump isn't even worth anything. Annie Potts comes in. Who... Who's is it, that's her mom? So here's another <laughs> here's another confusing thing, which they they almost kind of reference the second movie in, because in the first one, they're I mean they are both being snacks towards each other. Yes, Annie Potts. What's her name? What Janine. What you do for fun? Yeah, I collect Mords and Spoles and, and Spungus. <laughs> and I died when we solve his Mords and Poles and Spunguses mm-hmm. yep. in the basement. And also when they pull out the famous Crunch Bar. <laughs> So in the second movie, 
Uh, she is tasked with babysitting uh, Gozer. Gozer. She is tasked with, tasked with babysitting. I, I'm forgetting names and stuff. Here's the problem with doing a podcast. I'm not that smart. <laughs> oh yeah, shoot. So when you go, when you look up Ghostbusters, you have to think about who's in the movie, right? So yes, Dana. Yes. Whose name, of course, now is Dana Vankman. That's right. It worked. Oh, he tricked her into marrying. He got him. her. So, but here's the thing. Here's the, here's another thing with this movie. In the second film, she is with child, meaning she's had the baby, <laughs> and it's in a stroller. Vankman. Uh, yes. Okay. And he's like, "Hey, dear little buddy." So Dana has a kid. And the kid's uh, carriage rolls over some slime, and that's how it gets haunted. Gotcha. So we'll get into that later. But she's got a kid that's not Vankman's. And then he finds out about that. And, of course, they talk about, you know, what happened, why didn't it work out be- between them, et cetera. And he, you see Bill Murray, you know, acting with this kid and kind of giving him looks, and you're laughing and clapping for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, well, what's going on over there, Jack? And then he, like, tries to shake his hand, and you just... You just shit yourself laughing so hard. It's the funniest thing. It's the funniest ever thing seen. I've seen. Yeah. It actually is. I know. <laughs> so, so here's another thing. If you're just coming into this podcast with the stuff that we say, we don't like, <laughs> oh, yeah. we actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we say we do like it, we probably do. But sometimes if we say we don't like something, we don't like it. Yeah. So, so just remember that going forward. Yes. Annie Potts comes in. Janine. Yeah. So, they are flirting in, in in the second one. She goes to watch Dana's kid babysit, and Lewis comes over, and she's like, "I just love kids, don't you?" And he's like, "Oh, gee, I don't know." And she's like, "It's kind of you, like you pair your motherly instinct kicking in to have a baby." So then they smash on the couch, they and do. Dana comes home, and like Janine looks up, and her hair's all crazy, and his hair's all crazy, and her makeup's all over the place. And then she goes in to check on the kid because they're not watching it. And then they go back to smashing, like, in her house. Gotcha. So she is with Lewis, Tully, in the okay. second one. So okay. it's almost like, so I they, don't know, I guess they, they weren't a, a thing. It changes gotcha. in the second one. Gotcha. So it is confusing coming into the third one. Yeah, because, because you think she's going to say, like, mom? Yeah. Or something. You're waiting for some acknowledgement, at least. And she just goes... Harold Ramis was my friend. <laughs> okay. So she was like the, yeah, his yeah. bookkeeper or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you knew my dad? I kind of knew some of him or yeah. something. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> but it is my favorite of the yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah. So, yeah. So they find out the house is worth nil. Mm. Nada. Yes. Zilcho. Mm. The three Ghostbusters. <laughs> But so then the mother decides they're going to live there, mm. right? Yeah, because they don't have any dang money. Right. So the boy must get a job. He goes to the burger shop. He immediately sees a girl that he wants to. Yeah. He wants to smash. Biblically get to smash. Yes. Yeah. And the mom's like, where are you going? And then she looks out the window and says, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. I was like. You do? <laughs> we get it because the movie told us. Yeah. But you get it because you're weird? You get it because you also think she's a... You, you lick your lips? A snark. 
So he gets a job. He goes inside and says, can I have a job application? And then the kids go, nice one, loser. That's going to get her to kiss you because she has a crush on her. Yeah, everyone knows immediately that he wants to get with this girl. Uh, Which, okay. That's, that's young love for you. That's Sometimes you just, it's, it's, we can't feel it because we don't have smell of vision, but it's a pheromone thing. He's putting them off. Well, what they didn't show, it's probably on the cutting room floor, mm-hmm. is that when he walked in, his pants were just a complete tent <laughs> they're like oh yeah i get it <laughs> so that's why she said that because he bumped into the door and he opened it without using door, his hands that would have been a funny gag a go- you do the spooky music the door opens before he before he walks in <laughs> he looks at it like <laughs> what's going on in this town and then they look down and you're like yeah. oh <laughs> young love so, yes, he goes in there and he gets a job. And then the young the young girl. Yes. F- well, first off, she finds Spangler's Phoebes. Smelly cat. <laughs> she finds the little device that shows wh- where a mm-hmm. ghost is. So she finds that and she is communing with Spangler. I, I didn't get I didn't get that at first. I forgot that he was a like could be there. Because I was well, like, oh, there's a dirty ghost. Because here's another thing. I don't the know. ghosts in Ghostbusters are not people. They are That's, weird isn't creatures. That weird? <laughs> Except for the zombie that and then, <laughs> shows up in the taxi and 40 years later at a diner. <laughs> in a different town. Same guy. So in the second one, you see like maybe two dead people ghosts and they look like claymation monster <laughs> freaks. The Spinelli brothers. That's like two guys that were in jail and they look like they're in Pee Wee's Big Adventure or something. <laughs> It's like all weird and cartoony. Every sure. ghost, ghosts in, in the Ghostbusters universe are not people. No matter how many times you want to tell me that Slimer, a.k.a. Onionhead, is supposed to be a loving tribute to John Belushi. <laughs> and someone said, I modeled him exactly after John. Two months after this guy dies of an yeah. overdose. Like, I like, know. I modeled him exactly after him. <laughs> He'll be a freaky, He'll be disgusting a freaky slug. We don't see him. Why don't we see him? I, well, Speaking you of have, all these little hints of, oh, maybe is it because they're not in New York? Well, but the zombie guy's there. So <sighs> Slimy could be there. I guess. They had to have Muncher, mm-hmm. who is a... Who's the new, new Slimer. Yeah. And he's got, he's got like eight arms. Yeah. I'm fine with Muncher. I like Muncher. He, he, shoots, uh, he shoots the metal at, back at you like bullets. Yeah. That's going to be fun for the video game. Sure. I am so I, I here's here's another thing. Apparently, as I mentioned before, Ghostbusters the video game. Yes, they all came back to do their voice roles. Yeah, it was. And this is this is the third Ghostbusters movie, sort of. Yeah, the, the animated that, that, game. Yeah, the I never game. played it. You didn't? Uh. Uh-uh. How many freaking Christmases? And now it's almost impossible to find. It is, except for you can't find it used at GameStop. It's out of stock. It's out of stock. New. You can't get it for. Well, I guess it's like forty dollars on. Amazon. It's not impossible to find. It's just at a price point. <laughs> You're not willing. I don't to. want to. Try. The amount of times I've almost bought it for you, but have been like, he's he's played that. I, uh, no, I shouldn't. I pr- I sh- if I knew that, I definitely would have. Every few Black Fridays, uh, the past I don't know, however long it's been out, it's like three dollars. Well, always there's like, yeah, but I have to spend my money on a a funny. 
Oh yeah, decal. I'm still I'm still getting some money that I like gained back that I lost from <laughs> gifts from yeah. last year. Yeah. So yes, there's one store in our area that sells it. One Target, and it says cannot order pickup. It's one of those where it's like it's somewhere. They just, like they yeah. know it's somewhere back there, but it's up to you to <laughs> to go in, which is part of the game. Yeah. So yes, they have Muncher. He, unfortunately, he did not meet Slimer. But if you look up Muncher on like shopping online, you get a lot of shirts where they kind of do meet, or he's eating the Ghostbusters That's logo. Cool. Uh, so we meet him. Wait, so yeah, she's playing. So she's like, I don't believe in ghosts. This is not real. Yeah. But then she finds the ghost thing, and then he plays chess. He plays with chess her. with her, and she's like, this can't be happening. Intriguing. Which is something people always say to themselves. Yeah. Hey, if you're a writer and you want to have a comedic beat mm-hmm. after something crazy happens with a person in a room, don't write a line. Just do. let them do a face. Another, uh, yes, this goes into something I was going to say later. You'll know what I'm talking about. Later in the movie, when Vince Clortho, a.k.a. Mr. Gruberson, yes. comes out of his dog, yeah, yeah. he says one of the worst things you could put in any movie. Well, that was weird. Yes, I hate this. It sucks. And Paul Rudd is one of the funniest people yes. working today. He, he can't even pull it off. He though. can't do it. Just have him do a face. Yes. Yes. Let him do a face. Or just look at it. Do some. All right. Do anything do other than, well, that happened. Well, or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're commenting on it because we know it's weird. But you know what else is weird? The rest of the movie. Right. This is the reality that you live in. Sure. You don't have to comment on it. You're not Deadpool. Thank you. He's like, never would be. No. And then that's what I hate about what he said next. He's like, well, that was weird. Should we go for chimichangas? Yes. They tried to, they're trying to bring in the Deadpool universe. I just can't stand it. She goes to summer school. Mm. The mom says, you're never going to have a friend unless you don't act like someone who's not a weirdo. Yes. She basically tells her, the fact that you have Asperger's is going to like ruin your life. Yeah. And she's like, not very woke, but she is a bad mom. She's a bad mom. And that would be a good crossover. Oh, <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth uh, in there. Yeah. Wait, uh, is Olivia Wilde one of the bad moms? I can't <gasps> remember who the bad moms are. It's, oh my God. Bad moms. Is Christmas. this a Mandela effect? Mm. Do the bad moms even exist? Listeners out there, if you know who the bad moms are, hit us up. Give us a five-star review on YouTube. <laughs> and give us a dislike just because we can't see it anymore. And that's what's wrong with this country. They don't want you to see how many dislikes my videos have. I'm trying to watch a video about how to fix my son's iPhone. I don't realize that the first seven minutes are going to be about a guy talking about why iPhones break so easily. I don't care. It's already broken. Just let me fix it. Thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down. So there's this big running mm-hmm. gag that she, well, for one, she tells bad jokes. She tells bad jokes, uh, and they are funny because they are bad. Right. And that's one of those things that is probably sounds funny to write until you're watching it in a movie theater <laughs> filled with people that are all just staring at the screen. Well, it's also like you can't be mad. It, it's, a, it's a lazy thing. Yeah. Because it's it's a lot like what we do, where we point out that we're stupid. Mm-hmm. Just because you're aware of it doesn't make it any better. Yes, it, we, do, it doesn't give you carte blanche to just 
tell bad jokes. If you say, oh, here's something funny I thought of, and then you tell a really bad pun, and then you laugh because you can't, you laugh at how bad it is or yes. whatever. Yeah. But in a way that you're kind of forcing your laughter to. Right. That's lazy. That's lazy. And I hate that. <laughs> and that's something that we would do. Yes. But you're doing it on screen. You're being paid millions to do it. Us? Mm-mm. We're being paid thousands. We're being paid just a, a little under a million. I should say this here just to get off my chest. I uploaded a lunch break episode the other day. <laughs> and there this was, isn't the place, Joey. There was something wrong with the episode. So I had to pull it down and delete it and, and replace it with new audio. And when I did that, I hit refresh on our uh, earnings page. And it... <laughs> It will not tell tell me how much money we have anymore. Oh my god! And it says N A question mark. Oh my god! And I don't know if deleting an episode. <laughs> they're like, you must have done something bad. Oh my we can't god! Offer. So the money that we had in there, ready to cash out. I don't know what's happening with it right now. So we then meet Mr. Gruberson, who is a bad teacher at school. Yeah, he shows them the VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And is this in the 90s or is this now? Uh, I think this is now. Because That's what they, I think too, but everyone is acting like it's the 90s. It's not and, the 90s because they were watching the YouTube videos. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be now because like, didn't you hear what, about what happened like 30 or whatever, 40 years ago in uh, New York? Right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Be, and then at the end when they're like, 1982, mm-hmm. 1985. 1997 and 2001 yeah. or 2021 2021 and some digital artist had to painstakingly <laughs> change the date in the background on the wall From of Gozer's temple <laughs> uh okay yes uh we meet gruberson he likes the ghostbusters he's a he's a nerd now he's a seismologist he likes the mom he likes the little girl. Mm-hmm. The little girl sh- struggles not mm-hmm. at all to make a friend. Yeah, you know, I'd also say some of these people I've dated in the past, they'd, I'd probably call them seismologists. It's like, well, you got to get a ruler out? <laughs> it's really that small. <laughs> no need to check. <laughs> hey, so <laughs> he's a bad teacher. Do you like that he's a bad teacher? you care seems like kind of a non-issue to me it's just for jokes yeah it's like i'm gonna show you cujo yeah it's fine i i it's that was some of the funniest mm-hmm. stuff that was happening i like paul rudd so i like when he's doing stuff right it's not funny because it's something that is funny every, everything seems to be the first idea yeah it's like oh and then we'll go he's actually a good He's a smart man, but he's a bad teacher. Mm-hmm. He shows old tapes. I don't know. It's right. just it's it's the lowest of the hanging of fruit. That being said, this is my favorite Ghostbusters. We find a ghost trap. She brings it to the school. Mm-hmm. Let's just, we can skip ahead a little bit. They blow it open. They he blow says, it open. That's fake. They say what? He says, "Oh, that's real." Yeah, you're you're. A, grandpa's a ghost bunster <laughs> he they blow it open gozer i think that one's gozer anyway he flies out of it he goes back to the mountain do you think uh speaking of this 
that kids would not know about what happened. Of course they would. Isn't isn't that <laughs> isn't that that seems weird to me. It would be in history books. Yeah. They would be taught that at school. Because what it did was that event it changed reality in the world of Ghostbusters. But did it? And here's where we'll get to a question that I have. Okay. Is Gozer or Zool mm-hmm. the only reason ghosts exist? Because number two, aside from aside from number two, because apparently that's where it throws everything off. But mm-hmm. they defeat Zool. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Zool moves right to a different place. And did you catch this? I didn't catch this during the movie, but the the mine shaft uh-huh. is named Shandor Mines, which is the name of the guy that. So it seems like he's set up a few spots around the country to like. Yes. Which is maybe explains why he went there. But. And it's Egyptian ruins. Yeah, that does. It makes no sense. Stans says on his 15 minute phone call with the girl uh, when they're arrested, the big exposition dump. Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy's off on sabbatical mm-hmm. and Ding Dong died. And I never believed spangler even though i should have because we both believed in all of this i still have an occult shop but i didn't believe him for some reason i should have though so what what you should have yeah that's your character anyway um he says they never saw ghosts after that right they went out of business because there were no more ghosts but there are ghosts in the second one unless i'm missing so what happens in the second one, and people know this, but just to give everyone a little, Me. something happens where there's some freaky slime, and they go down to the tunnels underneath New York, and there's there's a purple goop flowing through them that's glowing. Okay, and if you are if you yell and make it mad enough, it's kind of sentient in that way. The angrier you are, it starts to bubble up and boil, and then ghosts shoot out of it. And it's because of like a picture of, of 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 a dead guy that's that uh, Dana is working on. So there's a picture that she is like restoring for this weird Russian guy. Okay. And he the picture is haunted because he the one guy like wants to bring him back. He's like doing his bidding on Earth, and he's gotcha. like, "I will use your body." And then he wants to be he wants to get put into Dana's baby's body so that he can be re- reborn <laughs> on Earth. So it's like Ghostbusters, it's not just, it's ghosts, but it's just a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. But I don't think there's any correlation, at least not clearly, to the ghosts in the first movie. So like shutting them into the ground and then shooting like proton packs at them every 10 years or whatever. Yeah. There were ghosts because their ghosts come out at this, like when they're at a hearing for what they did to the city. And then they, he like reinstates them in the second one because they're not allowed to do it anymore. That's what I, but why did they go out of business then? I don't, I don't know because, because at the end of the second one, they save New York again or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, why wouldn't it, why would this not happen again? That's if what ghosts I mean. exist. That's what I mean. A ghost train goes right through Zedmore. And he can't believe it. 
They see heads on spikes all over the place. It's scary. So there are, so yeah, so that's weird then, right? That it has to be Zool again. Why did, why didn't they just do, this is a a different thing. thing. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? Spangler, Spangler kept saying he, he was getting readings from Kansas of something huge, but we didn't believe him because we, you could have the same story, but it's just, it doesn't have to tie into the first movie. Right. It's a different beast. It's a different ghost entity. It's really simple. And it wouldn't hurt the fans feelings to not see Olivia Wilde dressed up in that outfit. Mm -hmm. Like, was that a huge part of your fandom seeing that lady in the uh, original when i was five yeah <laughs> she's wearing bubbles just seems weird just ma- at least make that original that's probably my biggest just getting that's probably my biggest issue with this movie is that they did a second movie where the plot is different even if somehow and yes i will tell you the name of the slime landon okay it is psychomagnotheric slime, also known as mood slime and psychoreactive slime. Okay. Which responds to human emotional states, both positive and negative. Okay. Um, they also are hanging up photos of the guy in their dark room, and then they all start on fire, and they're trapped in there with all these photos that are on fire. Oh, it's such a great film. Wow. Check it out. But there's a different bad guy. Right. It brings about in the, ghosts. Yes. Use loosely their demons, whatever he's mm. bringing about because he wants to get put into this baby's body. Right. So the fact that they just go back to the first one and almost shot for shot at some point are just redoing the first movie. Right. Where it's like freaking Gozer is back. Like after all these years, but they already defeated. So then they didn't defeat. Like, isn't the point that they defeated Gozer? It's the whole The Force Awakens problem where it, you're like... Because they, I think they're relying so much on like, and we go back and we do that, the iconic stuff. Yeah. But that's what it is. Just right. keep it there and do your new thing. You can bring the guys back yeah, to help if it's course. some huge problem. Yeah. But to have them do it again to the point where they both get turned into dogs like right. twice. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's just such a such a weird idea to me to like not have anything new and wouldn't that be like as someone who is a writer director what's his name uh ivan reitman's Mm -hmm. son who wrote and direct this wouldn't that be just so cool to be like i could i could write a new threat right that's fun. Isn't that fun? You can come up with the weird stuff. And you're a writer and you've you've lived with the guy that made it. You don't you can't talk about any new ideas or figure out what's the big threat in this town that he had to go like that he went crazy because if he said Gozer's coming back and these guys were like, No. Then they're all stupid. Right. But I don't know, maybe if it was like a different thing, like some uh, some apocalyptic whatever that he was just like went out of his mind trying to stop. And it's a new threat. Right. But it's like, I, I feel like maybe, because they, they, everyone has to keep talking about how this is a love letter to the fans and stuff. Right. Okay, but you're just showing me the, that movie again. Or you take out the beginning part where we see as the audience that he was right mm-hmm. and let us think 
Maybe he did just go crazy. Yeah. Give us some evidence that he did so we're not spending an hour and a half being like, we know he's right. Yeah. You don't have to keep trying to convince us that he wasn't because we already saw that he was and it's the Ghostbusters. We know he's right and it's stupid that anyone would think that he wasn't because we know that he's been right. Especially after what happened in the first two movies where they are heroes for the world at this point. And also, I don't care about him. Mm Mm-hmm. Who the hell is he? Mm-hmm. He didn't... He's not even the star. Yes. Just because he's the guy that died. Well, so that's kind of... And I, I kind of brought this up in the little intro you might have... Mm-hmm. That you might hear yeah, when we put that in post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been so many versions of this movie in production... Like, right. in, in pre-production. Right. If they made one of those, would they have been good? I don't. I don't think they would be anything other than... Like, when you look back and, like, oh, remember when they did that third one? You know, it's kind of that where everyone's older. Right. It could just have been, I'm trying to think of a good, it'll kind of be like how when the new Bad Boys came out, it was like, yes, the Bad Boys are back. But now it's just kind of like, yeah, they did that where they're older. Right. That would be that movie. Probably. So I think the fact that he died maybe helped with some... (laughs) creative like yeah. it gives it something well you can make it different you can make it for the younger kids because no young kid is going to go watch four decrepit fossils walking around and acting like they're funny in my research when they're obviously not funny <laughs> in my research <laughs> over the past 20 years uh-huh. they've all been pretty like yes it's a movie we did actors oftentimes do not have the same <laughs> yes attachment to something that you do right they had fun making the movie, I'm sure. Sure. They've said that. Sure. But for you to just keep asking more and more and more for this thing, and it's not that easy also. You got like, is yeah. it worth it? And I think Harold Ramis had the most, he, he said he was like, he's like, I heard that uh, Harrison Ford got like $63 million to be in the, the newest Indiana Jones movie. Right. And he's like, that's great. He's like, we could do that. Yeah. If... If we said we wanted to do it, we would all make a ton of money. We don't need to do that. Yeah. And he's like, it's fine. Well, and you run the risk of making everyone mad. And besmirching. Well, besmirching the good legacy. And they just, it's like, it's fine. We're not like best friends. We're not actually the Ghostbusters. (laughs) Yeah. And if there's nothing worth doing, even though Dan Aykroyd promises that there is. Yes. And then Bill Murray goes on TV saying, I've never seen a script. I don't know what he's talking about. And then (laughs) being annoyed that people keep asking him about it. Right. So it's not, it's not going to happen. I I think I don't mind the story of what, of Spangler's dead is all that stuff. I like Mm -hmm. actually, that's why I liked it. I liked that. It was different. I liked that. It wasn't like, people trying to be it didn't fall into the traps of the 2016 mm-hmm. ghostbusters where they're like she's kind of the spangler she's right. kind of the venkman she's kind of the but then obviously that went off the rails because they all just were allowed to do whatever they wanted and they're they, yes we're all kind of the same doing weird stuff yeah they ended up all being weird and also and not weird when they didn't need to be i don't know it was bad um but this you could for one, you have the bring the kids in mm-hmm. angle. I, If I were an old man with a young daughter, I'd go to this movie and be happy. I think that young lady was very good. Mm-hmm. And it was fun to see her 
doing the gun and 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 <laughs> doing science and you're like ah oh, that's fun and she's cute and she's saying bad jokes mm. and she's acting good and you're like god kids can do that yeah <laughs> and then the song at the end of the credits is also her and you're like wait what is she like 20 oh she can do it all and that leads us to our second favorite person something she's doing the voice that everyone does now the lord voice she yes that's a gravy train on the road and there's a gravy boat in my house right (laughs) should we talk about the kid that is named what we're doing yeah we have to Speaking of kids coming in to the movie, which has been, I think, an idea for a long time. If they were ever going to do a movie, it was going to have to be a passing of the torch sort of thing. Which I stand by what I said on first time, Mm -hmm. that Stranger Things is the Ghostbusters sequel. Mm. Because they even dress up like the Ghostbusters, like they do in this movie. Right. It is similar... It, 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 I think it threads the needle of comedy and horror mm-hmm. better than this movie, better than most things. Mm-hmm. And they have the same relationship, the four, the four kids, and the Dana character in Eleven. It's, that's Ghostbusters. That, they should have just... That's your Ghostbusters. That's Ghostbusters. That's your generations. So, and I'm sure 30, 40 years from now... People are going going to be trying to do like a Stranger are Things. Are you going to do Stranger Things season seven? She's like, um, I don't know. Actually, we struck. We was talking about it, but since David Harbour actually did all that plastic surgery to become Hellboy, I don't <laughs> think he's going to be able to be in it no more. The Duffer Brothers are trying to make me have my first sex scene on the film, so I don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> they, actually, it's not the first one, but. They're not allowed to talk about that after everyone got mad at them for working with kids. So, what? So, podcast is another one of these podcasts. kids. Hey, yeah. Her, her mom's like, hey, don't be yourself. And she's like, yeah, same to you. Don't be yourself. And uh, that's funny, I guess. And then <laughs> she does be herself, mm-hmm. and she does immediately make a friend. So, we didn't need any of that conversation now, did we? Anyway, podcast, who we meet with that funny little scene where he holds a microphone up in class. She sits contemplatively, you know, like a podcaster. Yeah. Does anyone know what a podcast is? If they do, they're just finding out about them. If you are putting someone in your movie in 2021 called podcast, you just heard about them and don't get it yet. And I go so far as to say that about a show that I liked. Only Murders in the Building. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I agree. Uh, I love Steve, and I love little Steve. Marty. <laughs> I love them both, uh-huh. but there's just that thing where it's like, I, you just, you're doing it in a way that's for TV where you don't actually get what it is. Right. Well, yeah, so this guy follows everyone around with his microphone and just does interviews, mm-hmm. which... I guess, I mean, it. a podcast is any audio thing, yeah. so it could be, but it's just, that's not really what it is. But the fact that he does, that he has a podcast, his name is Podcast? We are not doing anything unique here. He calls himself Podcast. There are 300 million podcasts. <laughs> no, everyone does it. 
none of it's like maybe one a point zero one percent is good. Did they just want someone with a nickname? And it's not the kid's fault. The kid's fine. The kid did kid's good. Funny. The he's kid, act, he's good at good at acting. He almost made me say, you know what? It is funny. I like podcasts, and I will get a podcast uh, <laughs> tattoo tattoo of his name tag. <laughs> It's, it's just, just annoying. Yeah. But it, his performance made it less annoying, which mm-hmm. is truly that alone is worth a million bucks. But if even t- even 10 years ago, not even, but yes, 10 years ago you do that, you're kind of just on the edge of like yeah, you're in. You're, you're in, in on the ground floor. podcast. Yeah. Great. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't And he, get- he could be he could have a podcast. That could be his thing. Yeah. It's just why he... But he, his name being podcast, because we never actually see him making a podcast. And no. we don't know what it's... Because it's, it's like, well, it's about supernatural stuff. It just so happens to be... Right. <laughs> right. Well, and it's not, though, really, because he's doing a piece on her right. be, being new. Being a new kid in school. But, but uh, Ray Stance loves it. He is the one... You're my one listener. You really found your footing in episode 49 or whatever. Right. And what he, what's he hand her at some point to listen to him? Uh, he hands her a podcast. He hands her a podcast and he's she like, listens to it. <laughs> he's like, here, check out, check out my podcast. And he hands her oh, something. He fla- was it a flash drive? I think it's a flash drive, but it doesn't look like a flash drive. So it just looks like he's handing her what a idiot writer would think a podcast is. And is that supposed to, and I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be a joke. Like, oh, it's not actually on the air. Right. Like it's just all for himself. I don't get it. But it then was, it is on air because right. Stance listens. It's all. Just if you don't know it, it's fine. You don't have to look like I'm not saying, you know, what we do is not like you said, we're not special. Mm-hmm. You're not special if you do a podcast. Sorry. No, I'd, I thought it's okay. I just thought for fun we could do one this week. No. And... All right. Well, so let's see. Uh, she is communing with Spangler. Grandpa Spang. He points her in the direction of his secret hideout mm-hmm. in the basement of a shed. Yeah. Which wouldn't they have found that when they first move in and are looking all around the property? Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, kid, uh, the brother finds the car that is obviously the Ghostbusters car. Mm-hmm. There should be your first clue that they're Ghostbusters. Uh, let's see. She knows how to fix all of the equipment. She knows how to fix all the equipment. Well, with his help, right? With his help. Because he points the light bulb like yeah, a he's Pixar. Like, She's like, the proto pack, I have to recharge it. Which happens again later on with kind of the same momentum with the mom. We're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. we saw this. Yeah. It's this, yeah do they, it. If you wait to do it now, it'd be a lot more powerful. Yeah. If she finally realizes her dad is there or whatever. But we've already seen him do that with Pipsqueak. But also, he knows how to fix cars without the help or whatever. Yeah. He's like, yes, I got the catalytic converter to to, to Topeka on a Monday night. Well, they showed him in the montage of them driving Mm. that he was fixing the family vehicle. So they set it up that he could do that. Gearhead. So, but here's the deal. The mom says, don't be doing any Ghostbuster stuff because mm-hmm. they get the car working and they find the muncher 
and they try to capture it. How does Muncher get out? Was that... I don't remember. Muncher gets out because they let him out. You mean, how does he get out in general? Like the first time? Why is Muncher out? (laughs) We should watch the movie. (laughs) Because he's out. (laughs) Because, I mean, they open a trap, but then, like, the spawn of Satan comes out of it. Yeah, that's one of the, that's the Gozer dog. Yeah, and they're like, well, that happened. And then. But he goes back to the mountain. And then. Is Muncher come out of the mountain? Was Muncher in the trap? How does Muncher get out? <laughs> well, no, because they're just using the proton pack in the field right. at that building. And then they hear something. And then they go in and Muncher's there. But, right? Yeah, but why? Why? Why is there a ghost? Because it's being suppressed by Egon's why is timed out? shoots into the... Yeah. Doof, doof, doof. Well, and it shouldn't even matter that we haven't seen the movie in two weeks. We, if it was, if they if did it, it was well, good, we'd know. we we would know. Yeah. So Muncher's out, <laughs> and they're trying to capture him with the proton uh, pack. They destroy the city block again. This is very much the dining room scene from Ghostbusters, where Slimer is, and they destroy the whole room. Yeah, and that scene's funnier to me. Well, this I'm, isn't funny at all. No. And the fact that they're destroying a bunch of stuff is fine because it's an abandoned building. Well, and, but then they go out on the street. Yeah, because they see him chewing on a fire hydrant or whatever. And the brother helps pretty much. No questions asked. Yeah, he's like, okay. Which I'm actually fine with because I, I, I get sick of this where like things are obviously happening and people are like, no. Mm-hmm. Yes, just do it. Mm-hmm. So I was actually okay with that. The disbelief just keeps keeps going and going. Yeah, and going. so the point of like, come on, just get to the movie. Yeah. I'm here for the movie. I, I think that's why we went. So he helps. They speed the around. They're destroying the town, though. And then they get arrested. They get arrested, and the, the mom's like, you destroyed the town. with Like, she's mad. She's Instead mad. Instead of being like, why? Right. She's like... I can't believe you would use this Ghostbuster equipment to destroy the town. Yeah, mom. And like, that's like, that's her kid's personality too. Right. I didn't know. I'm so happy that you found yourself here in this dumb hick town, (laughs) but to destroy the town with the Ghostbusters equipment with a proton pack shooting plasma rays all over. She's like, but mom, no, there's ghosts. There's no such thing as goats. But here's something that's interesting. Mm -hmm. They're arrested, and the guy's like, all right, you have one phone call you can make. Yeah. Yes. So she calls who else but 5462 Ghostbusters. That's right. They And they cut back to the commercial because they think you're an idiot as a viewer. That you saw the commercial... 35 minutes ago, maybe? If that, it might have been 20 (laughs) minutes ago. It might have been 15 minutes ago. You know what she's doing. Because he says, you get one phone call. And she's like, hmm, one phone call, you say? I wonder who I'm going to call. And then he says, who are you going to (laughs) call? And then we have to 
have slow and if you don't if you didn't get that like if if she called in with no flashback and you're like how she know his number right then you're the you are the baseline ghostbusters fan <laughs> you're exactly who this movie's for because you're like the car yeah you're an idiot <laughs> a fool we know why. Just watch the movie again if you're so confused. She watches the commercial and they zoom in on the, the five, number. two, four. And then they make a point. She writes it mm-hmm. down. So he says, who are you going to call? And then about four people in the audience at our theater went, oh. <laughs> yeah, they went. <laughs> so uh, she calls. Yes, it cuts to the commercial, then back to her, and then back to the commercial, and back to her, mm-hmm. and then back to the commercial. We get it. And then a big beefy claw <laughs> picks up a, to the point where I was like, actually, may, I don't know who. <laughs> I actually don't know who she's calling because it's a hand that is so unrecognizably <laughs> old and and puffy. <laughs> Hello, this is Stan's bookshop, and I was like. I, not knowing that he has a bookshop, I was like, <laughs> maybe I don't know who is she going to call. Well, you wouldn't know because they erased it from the canon. You would still call your mom. Raise a call. You have yeah. one, you're in jail. You have one call. You're going to call the Ghostbusters? No, you're going to call your mom and be like, Mom, I'm in jail, please. But I know it's a movie. It's a movie. She's got to call Ray Egon Spengler. Couldn't have called him any other time. Mm. Don't have a cell phone. When she got his phone number and wrote it down. Yeah, maybe just a quick like, hey, uh, so I'm playing chess with my dead grandpa. Should I be worried? Anyway. His name is Spangler. Now that's a name I haven't heard in a day. Because <laughs> I keep watching all these interviews we did as the Ghostbusters. I really regret not believing him. Well, what a load of good that does for us. Yeah, thanks. He's dead now because of you. Because he would believe Spangler. But they had a falling out. and he He's t- the one in the... Be- so, I mean, Spangler's like... I tried to drill a hole through my head. But he's like, oh, God, you got to come look at... Right. Stance is the he's guy. The, he's the guy. He would have been the... Ackroyd should have died. That's that's the problem, I think. He would have been the guy to go off and everyone would be like, no, that's statistically impossible. Spangler would have been like, ah, absolutely not. My mold spores and fungi say no. Ray was a very enigmatic. I mean, I don't even know what that word means, no, but no, it no, just no. seems like something he would yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and he's the one who's like, shh, quiet. Do you smell that? Yeah. You know, yeah. he's just all over. He's like, you got to get me a sample of this and a sample of that. <laughs> yes, so yes, he's yes. doing that thing. But now he's like, sure. oh, that son of a bitch can rot in hell for all I care. And she's like, he got Spangler dead. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I hope he's in hell. <laughs> it's like you own an occult bookshop, you dork. You don't know about Gozer. You don't know about Gozer. Well... So then he also sets up that Spangler took all their equipment, mm. but which will make you kind of turn your head in a way when a few fellows in full uniform and pop up <laughs> and equipment pop up out of nowhere. But it's a movie. He took all our equipment because I believe they are now hooked up in the cave, right? It's probably their four guns. Yes. They are shooting into the pit of the Gozer. Mm. 
the Zool pit. They're shooting into the Zool pit, and the ghosts are alive. They're coming back. Yes, indeed. He had stopped it, but then, of course, the science teacher couldn't, you know, couldn't resist trying to open up the little hatch. Right. And then speaking of the scientist, the teacher, we reach a a point in the film where he must become a dog. And so we cut to a Walmart. (laughs) Smash cut to a Walmart. A Walmart. We see the Walmart sign. We see him walking past a freezer that only sells hundreds of pints of Baskin (laughs) Baskin Robbins. Robbins. Yeah. And then he picks one out, says something about it out loud. Yeah. "Mm, Baskin Robbins hot fudge. (laughs) Sounds good. When they they put this scene out... Uh, before the movie came out. Yeah. I truly, truly thought it was a commercial. And I said, if this is in the movie, I'm very worried. Like, it's a fun commercial, I guess. I mean, I don't I don't care about it. Yeah. But, like, if, if this is in the movie, this is bad. Yeah. I can't figure out why. Is it because the last time that they thought of the shape of their destructor he thought of the stay puffed marshmallow so the marshmallows in the marshmallow bags are becoming the marshmallow mascot yeah it makes no sense it makes no sense it shouldn't have happened i can't figure out and maybe they don't even care there's like well they don't walmart's paying for the movie they don't care why how what makes you think they would it why? Why? Because they thought it'd be cute to have little ones. Hey, by the way, they were right. They're right. It was cute, but it doesn't make any sense. Not even in not. a way it's that's so, like that's crazy. It's that, so stupid. It doesn't even make sense in the Ghostbusters world. And the fact that he's watching it and likes it, and the fact that no one's in the Walmart. No one's in Walmart when there should be at least three people wearing uh, like pajama <laughs> pants where the bottoms are soaked and muddy. <laughs> <laughs> they have wet mud, mud butt. <laughs> they are the Joe Boxer smiley face, <laughs> pajama bottoms. There's a the, one of them's got a picture, a shirt that's got a picture of Joe the plumber, and he's got a noose around his neck. <laughs> there, there's there so- should be three <laughs> trucks at least in the parking lot with the Calvin peeing on <laughs> something. Calvin peeing on like. The like hope logo, <laughs> <laughs> like the O in hope is a toilet. Yeah, there should be all of these things, of and course. yet there's just Paul Rudd, Paul. someone you know always shops at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, well, these small towns, that's, that's about all, all they, they have. So he's looking, he sees one come out of the package, and instead of losing his mind and killing himself, <laughs> <laughs> he should immediately go to the gun section, freely buy one with no background check. <laughs> And blow his fucking brains out. Because everything you know about reality as a scientist has completely been wrong. But instead he goes, oh, he's there for the show. And then they start killing each other. And he's like, oh, they turn a grill on. They, why are they killing each other? They are killing each other. And they're all over. They're in areas of the store suddenly where there aren't even marshmallows being sold. Yeah, they're everywhere. And, and then... Because it all—it's all for naught anyway. Because it's the Gozer dog that is there, mm. actually, that we're supposed to fear. 
And then he runs, and it's, again, a scene exactly from the first movie. Yes. Just almost verbatim, where it chases him down, he gets trapped, and it eats him or whatever. Right. I get, Do they eat them? Because then they're just humans again afterwards. And we're supposed to applaud that they did a puppet. You want me to be so happy mm-hmm. that you did a puppet. Well, I am. Good job. Are you happy? You put a puppet in a Walmart, <laughs> and then you had it chase him down. But it's just the same thing. I want to... Uh, the Ghostbusters universe is rich with mythos. That's what's unfortunate. Expand because Expand it! There are so many things. It's Again, it's the Star Wars issue. It's the Force Awakens issue. You could do literally anything you wanted. And the same with both of these. They have. There are books, animated shows. Yes, of course. The animated show for Ghostbusters had tons of stuff. The comic books. Yeah. There's an endless well of them doing something with ghosts. You don't have to use any of those. But I'm saying do something else. It's possible. It's possible. Just to bring them back so that someone that's in their late 60s now can be like, (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. It's not doing it for me. No. And I like I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get Okay, so this is where it starts to get a little uh it starts to feel a little slow for me because we're seeing a lot of the same stuff. Sure. Them becoming the dogs. Paul becomes dog, uh Carrie Coon bad mom becomes a dog. Becomes a bad mom and also flirts with a child. Yeah. She asks the child if he is the key master, which, of course, we all know the key is referring to, you know, and I'm not a seismologist, but is referring to a little ding, ding dong. Yes. And in the movie, of course, they make sweet love in the first one. And she goes, are you the key master? And you're like, that's a little boy. <laughs> so he says no. And right. no one can tell that she's acting weird and that yes. her eyes are red. Mom, what's wrong? And she's like, are you the king master? And he's like, mom, stop. You're embarrassing me in front of my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Also, backing up a little bit, we had that whole scene of the (laughs) girl. Thank you. We have Finn Wolfhard (laughs) and his... And his lady friend at the mountain. <gasps> yeah. Is that when the guy, when Muncher comes out? No, they're at the mountain afterwards because they go up there and they're like, what are we even doing? Yeah. And then they see a ghost shoot up and they're just like, oh. And it means nothing because uh-huh. that kid, like he has no arc or anything. We don't care. It's nothing. And mm. then we find out, of course, well, she finds out that he's actually like 14 or whatever, mm-hmm. and he, he's been telling her that he's 18 or something. I, I didn't get any of that. Yeah. She's like, because the little sister's like, well, that's something weird for a 15-year-old to say or something. And uh, the, the, the girl that mm-hmm. he likes, who is, I guess, 18, <laughs> is like, I thought you said you were 18. And he's like, well, I'm almost 18. So one of them is going to jail. I just, Yeah. But luckily, her father is a cop, so she can... Yeah, her father is the cop who's that guy from a couple things I've seen doing a voice in this. Yeah. Y'all going to... I, someone told him, this is a very small town. Yeah. Y'all come down to my town, Dad. You find out you're still going to be in jail down there. It's weird to... We get moments like that. Like, it has no 
it has no uh, bearing on the plot mm. or the characters or anything that her dad is the cop. Right. It's like the sheriff. Just happens to be. It's just a th- it's just something to do. Yeah. Well, he's fourth generation trash bag and she's fifth generation <laughs> trash heap and... It's, but it's just yeah. something to be like dad, and then that people are supposed to go like, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. And you know what? You know what? You know what's funny is in the first one. Okay, that's what's funny. Probably not. <laughs> no, was there anything funny in this one? Not really. I never laughed. Not really. There's just the little character things of like There's Paul like, Rudd is says something that's kind of funny, but it's not yeah. like a comedy. No. It's not a comedy. No, no, no. There's yeah. Little cute moments where you're supposed to laugh at her anti-comedy. Right. You know? Yeah. Like she's a little Conan or something. Yeah. Like she's, she's in on the joke. And you're like, but that's not like a, you're supposed to been oh, there, done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. It's not, it's not a comedy. Finn's mad the whole time. Yeah. God, my name's Wolfhard. The kid's name is Podcast, so he's kind of funny. Yeah, he's got a couple. But is that in in itself? What, why can't we just have a funny Ghostbusters movie? Huh? I'm still waiting for one. <laughs> so wait until the second one when you see them doing their New York accents to the cops. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Now that is funny. Okay, here's something else that I was wondering about. Okay. So she finds... Little little Spangler. I'm a bastion of answers. <laughs> little Egon Jr. Jr. Yeah. Finds the trap mm-hmm. that Egon failed to use because it didn't work. Right. How do they fix that? Well, I don't know or because she steps on it and it doesn't and work. And it doesn't so. work either. So yeah. that's why I'm like, they didn't really need to show us that because right. we see that it doesn't work. That's why I mean, we take that first scene out. The whole movie gets a little better, I think. Because they, she discovers it because Egon's ghost shows her to <laughs> defeat the gozer. <laughs> and then they try it. Oh, it doesn't work. Right. Because it's still, it's fine. It, it's fine that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Because then the kid shoots it. Oh, I think that's supposed to be Finn, Finn Wolfhard's moment where yeah. he saves, helps to save. He shoots the, the proton energy things that help to power all the traps. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the Carrie Coon mom, I th- right? Yeah, she, she's inside. Then she steps on yeah. it again, and it works the second time. Because podcast was supposed to do something, but a marshmallow got in his shirt. Oh, yeah, the marshmallows Somehow there's a bunch back. of marshmallows yeah. in the car. Stupid. Just, so, just to cover him in marshmallow. Yeah, just to... No one gets slimed, but this kid gets marshmallowed. I want to see you covered in gunk. You did it to me. Exactly. So, okay. They go to the the the, the mountain. Mm. The Gozers have done the Gozer dance. Yes, Zul has come out. Yeah, <laughs> she is doing whatever she does. Uh huh. The little girl comes out and does her jokes, mm-hmm. and Gozers like or Zul's like, I don't find it amusing. And then, um, yes, and then after that, uh, this big part that I cannot wrap my head around, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> wakes up and says gozer and then she kills him yeah she killed he's like i've been waiting for you for what 60 is the years point for or... some why do something why jake simmons <laughs> his like, body's in there 
I don't want to see him. In my head, he's like this weird cult guy, whatever, that built this weird tower in New York in secret as like a... It's just this weird old white guy that's like a wizard. Yeah. He's like, Gozer, I've waited all these years for you. And then she cuts him in half or whatever. Yeah. So weird. I forgot about that. It's strange to have him. And it's J.K. Simmons, just someone you can recognize. Yeah. Well, and so throughout the town, there are now... Uh, different uh, mm-hmm. demons and ghouls, but not that many. Like, there's they don't show that much stuff happening, right? I guess because it's not New York. I don't like. There's not. But you there can only like, show like the diner and a street. There's like the skeleton taxi cab guy, whatever, and yeah, he's just at. The he's diner. there too, so they transported him. I don't know. So they spring a trap. Mm-hmm. They drive the little remote control car, I think, right? Up to yeah. up to the mom's the mom dog. Get her uh, caught in the trap. The bomb is back to normal. They have Vince Cozuto or the Gozer <laughs> dog in the trap. Instead of driving the car into the big car, uh-huh. we have to worry about the little car. Right. Following it because the movie demands it. Just get it in. There's got to be an on ramp. There is. We already saw it. <laughs> you see it drop down. Just get it back in there. So we go back to the house. They spring the trap. Doesn't work. Also, so they're only catching Zool mm-hmm. with 70 traps. Yeah. That's what it takes. Is that what it takes to catch Azul? This is where I'm, I'm not an expert on the science of the Ghostbusters <laughs> because in the original movie, the plan was just cross, cross the, streams. the streams, which it's doing in that hole. So why doesn't he just right. have a bunch of those set up at his house? He's just got a bunch of traps that are supposed to open. It's not a farm dirt farm. It's a trap farm. And then she goes, dirt farm, and then digs up a dirt trap. <laughs> so... Yes, a bunch of traps. I guess it's a very powerful ghost, gozer, ghoster. So it has to have 70 traps. Okay, that's fine. I just, because we, I thought like we would see all of the ghosts Mm -hmm. being sucked in from around the town. Yeah, I think it was just the one and he was like, I got to make sure I catch it. And then he like screwed up. Sure. Okay. Because he's dumb. Yeah. Kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm a genius scientist, but I forgot my power goes out if I hook up too many traps. So, <laughs> idiot. So, trap fails. Mm-hmm. And we all know this is coming. Yeah. But it happens anyway. Three, well, two crusty old <laughs> corpses. <laughs> And Ernie Hudson. (laughs) He looks better than ever. He's the oldest of all of them. He's an 80-year-old man that looks... He's more in shape than I am. Yeah. They walk out with their little uniforms and their proton packs. And all I can think of is Bill Murray on all the late night shows the couple days before it came out saying about how mad he was that he had to put the proton pack back on and it's heavy and he's like... The director always thinks it's a good idea to say, all right, now get on the ground. 
He's old and he doesn't want to get on the ground. I here's my here's now that we're getting to this point. In a magazine of toys that I got in the mail. Yes. There were three action. There were action figures for the new uh, Ghost. This is a magazine that is addressed to someone that lived there before me. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, we had some cool people live here before me. They're getting these toy magazines. Uh-huh. I'm flipping through, checking it out, and then I see Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, old people action figures <laughs> with their in full regalia, yes. shooting their proton packs, and I was just like, mother effer. Yeah. I get that these were supposed to come out like a year ago. Yeah. And I, I, my whole thing with this is this movie is not about them at this point. No. Have them, if they show up, fine. But to have them be the ones that are on talk shows. Right. You know who should be on the talk shows? The kids. Yes. The girl that is leading the entire movie that's 12. Yes. Show, if they, we'll get into them showing up in general, but you are simultaneously... Maybe, I don't know, you're, you're trying to do it to draw people in, but you are spoiling a big component of the movie. Yeah. If I didn't know that and went in and that happened after so long of them not being in there, right. you're, of course you're hoping the whole time, am I going to see, you're right. am I going to see Bill do his old, old thing? And then when they show up, but to just know the whole time, okay, at some point they're going to show up and it's right. probably going to be at the moment they need them the most and we're not going to see them. Like you already know, so it's not like, I think I wanted those goosebumps. Yeah. But you already know because they then they have them coming on. And then you're also just setting yourself up to disappoint people right. by having them come out and say, we're in the new Ghostbusters for people that don't look into every aspect of every film that comes out like we do. Right. You know that they're not going to be in it that much. Yeah. So you're, you're, sh- you're having them come out and do this. They're in the movie for two and a half minutes, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, a little long for my liking, actually. But <laughs> They had them on set for half... A, they probably had them on set for a day. Half of it was them looking around going, oh, there's the crunch wrapper or whatever for the, like the extra features. Right. So you like to set it up that they're going to be in it simultaneously spoils that they're going to be in it yeah. and sets it up for disappointment. Right. Just don't tell anyone. Right. Because what's going to happen is you're either going to be surprised... Or you're just going to go like, oh, that was cool. But then you're not just sitting there wondering when they're going to show up. Right. Well, and they even, like, in all of those interviews, one of them spoiled that Sigourney Weaver was also going to be in it. So then I was waiting for her to show up, which she does in probably the worst post-credit scene I've ever seen. Uh, Why? And uh, what else? Oh, well, just the fact that they, like, definitely spoiled the fact that they were going to be in the uniforms and doing some fighting because they were being thrown around. It doesn't really matter, but it's like, yeah, you probably don't let these guys go talk. They don't care enough to not spoil stuff that people are going to care about. They don't care. I don't care about it, but I, I know people do. Joey was crying when he saw the Jimmy Fallon. Well, it's like when Alfred Molina goes on and just like, I don't care. I'm in the new Spider-Man. And like Andrew Garfield, (laughs) he's he's still, he is like, his head is shoved up his own rumpus (laughs) trying to be like, I'm not in it. He's still convincing me that he's not, even though I know, I know he is 100% that he is. I see it. I see people posting online showing, look at these three villains fighting three spider-men you can tell they've erased two of them yes i know you're gonna be in it jackass yeah 
and then they just put it in the trailer because it's like, okay, I guess we have to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And like, this will be a good time to show him. But that's a bigger thing. But the old people don't care. Bill Murray doesn't care. Right. I don't think he... I think he likes being... I don't know. Well, and he's we've talked of, about this before. Yeah. We are not the Bill Murray, like, that. as a... What did... I think Tad said it as... Did you say it? Tad? First time? It's it's a personality of, like... Yes. Bill Murray's your personality. Right. The fact that you like him. Right. And that he goes to baseball games and, like, takes people's hats or something. <laughs> they just don't make funny guys like that anymore. <laughs> I like that he's a funny guy. I like Ghostbusters. Sure. I think he's funny in them. I like What About Bob? <laughs> The, the, the fact that he's in this movie doing what he did before, even though I know he doesn't care, uh-huh. he just has to turn it on. It's like when I do this podcast and my voice gets high. Yeah. I could take it or leave it at this point. <laughs> we lost three bucks because I, <laughs> I erased an episode. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. But that's great. But yeah, they don't, they don't care about it. They're over it. Right. They're at death's door. Ernie Hudson loves it. He'll he's live forever. He's Twinkie in every cameo that you give... <laughs> And he'll live forever. And then you're trying to, like, kind of give him more stuff to do. Yeah. Because you feel bad that they, like, cut him out of the script. <laughs> yeah. So you well, make... you know what? That's kind of how movies are. People film entire Ooh, character wow. arcs where they're deleted. Yeah. Have you heard of the rogue cut? Sure. People film entire movies and they're cut out of them. Yes, but... He is the Professor X of the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. universe now. So that will be interesting. He's also in the second one. It's not like he's not doing anything in the second movie. There's a whole second movie where they're all Ghostbusters. Yeah, but Joey, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Neither has anyone else, apparently. <laughs> yeah, including the people that made the movie. I'm sure that Dan Aykroyd loved being there. I'm sure he had fun, okay? Oh, they had a hell of a time. Here, I'm sure they had fun being there. I found out that Bill Murray is like six foot two. Here's what, yeah. He's a tall king. I saw a picture just behind the scenes with him that someone that like made the suits. And I was like, is this guy tiny? <laughs> so I looked up, I was like, Bill Murray is six two? He's a giant king. And so is Dan Aykroyd. They're all big kings. Yeah, they're, they're tall kings. And we do all st- these comedians from hey, the 80s. We don't just stand them. We stand them. And that's why it probably hurt Chevy so much to fall down so much. Oh, yeah. A little bigger you are, harder you fall. Yes. Just like his career. Oof. Oh, hey, uh, he have you seen those videos where he's a drive through guy at Raisin Cane's? I saw a picture of it. <laughs> Funny. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the big... We should get him on the show. He's going. He's doing some live shows. I know. I saw. It. I was like, "Do I care enough about to drive Ch- to New York? <laughs> yeah, to see him maybe be mean? Yeah." He's like, "Well, that's an idiotic question." <laughs> <laughs> he's got to have mel- mellowed out in his old age. Yeah, yeah. No, I love those kids, and they went on to do some really great stuff, like Big Bang Theory. Great, <laughs> just shitting on everyone. Yeah, it w- with good reason. Yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> and he is still funny. So, but, yes. Uh, the biggest the biggest surprise. Here's a goosebumps moment mm-hmm. for me, and I don't even care about any mm-hmm. of this shit. <laughs> when the young lady uh-huh. who has won the whole audience over yep. with her great performance and she's got the proton pack 
and she's shooting at Edzul, mm. and you see just one ghostly hand grab the gun with her. I got goosebumps now just saying it. That was very beautiful to me. I don't care anything about right. this. You know I don't. When he, when Grandpa Spangler's hand comes out and helps hold on to the fucking gun, <laughs> that touched me. Uh-huh. Now, they ruined that completely mm-hmm. by showing him for so much when we know he is a dead person. Here's my problem with this. And I like Harold Ramis. I think he was a... F- I like the movies he directed. Sure. I think he's funny in, this mo- in these movies. Even though <laughs> this he's one especially. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the fact that he's dead is a bummer. Now, yes. that being said, he doesn't know you're doing this. <laughs> well, this is my thing with a yes, lot of this. Yes, because like, at the end it says, for Harold. But it's not it, even at the end. But it's like it's not at the end of the movie, but it is all for him. The beginning's for him. Yes, it is. This true. is supposed to be a sweet, like, goodbye from his friends. It's too late. Yeah. He literally does not know you're doing this. No. I don't yeah. care if whoever looks over and he's like, I thought you'd show up at some point. Yeah. I miss you, old friend. Like, yeah. Ernie Hudson and <laughs> Hale Ramis were, were friends. We're friends, yeah. Because then at that point, it's not about the character of him. It's about their friend, Harold Ramis. Right. Which is very touching. I'm All these guys, I they're just in the trenches of SNL. Sure. But I'm saying from a story point, mm. I was touched yes. by the hand. That's all you need. So is she. Sure. Touched by an angle. That's, what you, that's all you need. That's all you need. Because we know, we know exactly what you're doing. But and you, it's cool. Uh-huh. It's a cool touch. It, and, it's, and it's special and it feels nice. And, and, then, and then you show it go away mm-hmm. when she's done it. And you see them, even if they look, they see him. They look and nod. Maybe you show like some blue on their, you know, you light their face with mm-hmm. a little bit of blue. So you know that they're seeing the ghost. And they just <laughs> nod. You don't show the guy's CGI face. You don't do it. Maybe, we, maybe one. Maybe we one. Know that you don't linger on it. Then he has to go hug everyone. He hugs everyone. <laughs> yeah. People don't true. even know him. He's hugging them. And like the, the, this daughter that has done nothing but shit on him the whole time. Yes. Hates the, him. And this is enough for her to be like, okay, you're at all you the, were right. The forty years of you abandoning me are it's all. It's 2020. You couldn't text her. You can call her and say, look, I know this sucks. I didn't, I just Was didn't want Was he busy to... the whole time? Like, I have to stop not. Gozer. He's living on a dirt farm. People call him the dirt man. He was so, he was so not busy with it that he set up an automated system that did the job for him. He could have left. He didn't even have to live there anymore. He set up the guns to shoot at the, the Zool pit. He didn't even have to be there anymore. Joey, he, he, didn't even he could think, have gone to to their house and been like, "Grandpa's back," or just like he can't. They couldn't move out there with him. What's the deal? Because then she'd know. Nah, he's a bad dad. But she, and also with the daughter. Yes, it's all. He's like he hugged her, but they never knew each other. Yeah, it's like hugging. But it's a nice moment. Yes, when he helps her. He helps her. I thought that's that's all. You my need. thing was at the beginning. 
they never show his face, right. which I thought was smart. Yes. Because everyone knows who it is because for some reason he's also maybe wearing his Ghostbusters outfit <laughs> like in the beginning. Yeah. Like they that's all they wear. Well, and they like the silhouette. I don't even know Harold Ramis right. stuff that much, but I know the silhouette. You they, know him. They kind of show the shape of his face. And, you, and they went with his little you know. older look where he's got his hair grown out and yeah, his beard. His hair's but tall. Don't we all know that the technology's not there yet? Or that to show his face is... It's ethically weird. It's, yeah. it, there's something about it that just... And I'm sure the family all approved uh-huh. and all that. And I'm sure they went through all the right channels to make to sign off on it. But it, there's something still that inside of you when you see someone that is dead acting on screen, not as them. Mm. They didn't consent to that because they are and they are doing actions and making choices that they didn't make. Yes, it just feels weird to be watching. It's it's strange. So. And unnecessary, because all you needed mm-hmm. was that hand. The hand was great; it was beautiful. And maybe you show them once, nodding at the guys, and they nod back. Maybe. And I think the idea came from—I don't know if you've seen this—one of Bill Murray's original ideas for the third film, which was he said he would do it if he could die, oh, and would be a ghost character. Sure. So I think that played into it a little bit. Also, they had to because Harold Ramis is, is dead. Is dead. <laughs> but yes, I think in, in that he would be playing himself as a ghost. This is like yeah. It's it's weird because it is a movie for a specific guy. Where they're all go- it's not like he was the leader of the Ghostbusters. That's the other thing. He's he's a side guy. Yeah, and sure you like him, whatever. He's not. At least to me, having only seen the first mm-hmm. movie, which they are really only talking about right. in this movie, he could have been anyone. Same with the second one. It's, it's, it's just, a side character. People are going to it for Bill Murray. Maybe at the time, probably also Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Because the other funniest movie of the 80s was Blues Brothers. <laughs> which is also shocking to me. <laughs> That's just what it was back then. Yeah, they're like... Uh, that's funny. That's funny. He drove through a mall. <laughs> okay, that is funny. I feel like George Clooney must. So, <laughs> I don't know, at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so yes, the ending, and then it's for Harold, and everyone is before the movie even uh, actually ends. Yeah, I thought it was going to cut to credits. <laughs> yeah, and then it doesn't. As they're pulling out, someone got a little. Mm-hmm. Got a little excited and put four Harold on there before they should have, but that's <laughs> all right. Then we see, like, yes, they kind of talk with everyone, and they're like, "Yes, we're the Ghostbusters." Where did they get their clothes? Where did they get their guns? It, I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, but you have them show up almost in a moment that seems like a do sex machina. Yes. Exactly. I was going to say as like a uh, Oscar, like one of the, the pre-roll things at the Oscars oh, where they yeah. do like a bunch of movie <laughs> things. Yeah. Because it's like a big budget, like high def shoot where people are bringing back iconic characters. Yeah. It just, it was a little bit like that. Yeah. Where it, it, it wasn't almost, it, it didn't really serve the story. They had all the guns they needed or whatever. Yeah. They, like, they didn't really help. 
He's just like, all right, Gozer, baby. We could have had babies, baby. He's did they cross thing. the streams? I can't remember. <sighs> no, because I'm sure if they did, they would have all looked at each other and then at the camera and said, it's time to cross the streams. And he's like, even though you said not to before and we did it before or something. They must have, though. They probably did. I they probably all crossed their little streams. I can't remember. Because that is something, too, that I that I said about the first movie. They should have had a moment where they crossed the streams earlier mm-hmm. with three of them, and it didn't work. And then when Ernie joins, it does work. And now in this movie, they were down one. That's what I thought. Because so I thought with she like, would come, when the shooting, little girl yeah. would come over and, and, and add her fourth to the stream, and then it would work. That's what That's you what do. I thought. That's why I thought there's not enough guns. They need the three old guys and the new blood. That's that's how you pay tribute to the legacy. Mm. You don't have to call it out, but you say this, this is established mythos. Right. And now we're going to literally add the new the new blood to it, mm-hmm. but it is thematically relevant because it is Egon's k- kid's kid. Egon's kid's kid. That's what you should have done. Now, if I were to w- rewatch this movie and that's what they did, great. Good. I can't remember. I just- <laughs> <laughs> might be getting worked up, <laughs> but I seem to recall thinking you got to have the kid go over and cross the street. Mm-hmm. You have to. That's yeah. one of the things. Before I knew anything about Ghostbusters, I knew don't cross the streams. It's just it's just part of the Lexiclonk now, right? We went to a school with Lexiclon. <laughs> we also went to a school where it was pretty like... <laughs> In the whole thing in like the men's bathroom was don't cross the streams. A lot of a lot of sword fights and stuff like that. Happened. Oh yeah. Well yeah. I mean, a few of our friends. Mm-hmm. Remember one guy? He would uh, be at the urinal and then he would spin all the way around while he was peeing. You'd have to run out of there. Or someone would be peeing with their legs spread apart and they would come up behind them and pee between their legs. <laughs> yeah. So that's just a little fun at school that we like yeah, to talk Harvard. about. Mm-hmm. So that was our review of Pen15. If you guys want to like and review. So we we pan up. And then what? what, what? It's Something like happened after that. It zooms in on the Ecto driving in New York. Into New York. I think. Yeah, on right? the bridge. Or was that the 2016 version? No, that was this one. Okay. It goes up and then it shows the, it shows like the Manhattan Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of pulls up and then you see it speeding to New York, which tells me the 12-year-olds are moving to New York. <laughs> Yeah, this does seem like the start of a franchise, but mm-hmm. because we get the Ernie Hudson scene where he's rebuying the firehouse. Before that, we get oh yes, uh, the worst credit sequence ever. To and we did when I rewatched this, uh, I believe I don't know for the first time maybe a couple like my girlfriend was like oh this is weird. Like it is a problematic scene with the ESP thing. Bill Murray zapping the young. But it's boy. not. It, to me, it's not like. It's not a like when you watch when you watch a movie when you watch like trading trading places and yeah. Dan Aykroyd's doing like blackface. Sure, that's funny. It, Joey's like that's you're the showing. Funniest you're just thing. showing that the guy like this is this character. Sure, it's not meant to. You're not meant to be on his side. Right. It's like this professor is using this test to shock this guy and like hit on this girl. Right. 
You're not supposed to like that. You do because you love Bill Murray and you like his personality and you're like, yeah, he's charming. Yeah. Just the, the whole thing with the fact that he's married to this woman that he basically forced into <laughs> dating him is also problematic. Well, he's an anti-hero. But to, the, for them to be like, we got to address this as if they're like taking it back. Yeah. Or she's like, you know, that was wrong, right? And he's like, yeah. Like, okay. But why does that have to be in the, why? that's what you got her back for? I will say, I think that's the loudest anyone laughed Yeah, during well, our show. Again, it's just a huge, remember this? It is. And I it, do, because I can watch the movie whenever I want, and I do. And what, what, so she was performing the test on him. Yeah. She was zapping him if he got it wrong, but he had memorized the cards in some way. No, he had a, they were had, marked. They were marked. Why is that a sequence in the movie? Why is that? Why? And she's like, yeah. Cause it's like, well, we know he's doesn't have ESP. Yeah. So he's doing some, so he's just like, yes, the cards are marked. And then she's like, okay. Yeah. So they were doing this like. 40 years after the fact. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, hey, you know what I've always wondered? And like she knew about it. Yeah, that's She's also like, weird. I used to shock the, the boys and then date the girl. Like, and the then little have women. sex with my yeah. student. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's funny. Let's try yeah, it let's on try. you. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, they're trying to kind of point out that it was problematic, but then make it even worse somehow by and having her complacent with it. If we're going to do that and we have everyone it. show back up, my biggest complaint is no Rick Moranis. Yeah. Why not? Apparently he's in the second one too, so he's, he's the funniest he's guy. He's part of the Anything he does to me is funny. The com- the what cell phone he commercial he <laughs> goosed me. My favorite thing that he's done recently was when he got punched in the face. <laughs> That's probably why he's he was back in yeah. New York, in in L.A. for a week, got like attacked. Anything, he, just the way he talks, that Ryan Reynolds commercial. Yeah, he's funny. The fact that he did that it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you wait forty years to do. But when he talks, I just laugh. He's funny in that. Sure, he's funny. He's funny. He's funny in this one. He's got the funniest lines in the second one. He just didn't want to do it. They got everyone that they tried to get him. Probably. Is he going to be in the second one? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He'll be like, I don't know, something. Because I heard that he was going to do like a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. Really? This is something I heard, so it must be true, right? Sure. So filmography. Let's let's just check this out on air really quick. I guess. Actor. Yes. Okay. So he was, oh, he played Dark Helmet in one episode of The Goldbergs. So he's kind of back up to his old tricks. Yeah. He's kind of bringing it back for the, the good stuff. Shrunk. Wayne Zielinski. Wow. An amateur scientist and father accidentally shrinks his family with his latest invention. A reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, so he's going to be like. So he plays Wayne Zielinski and his kid, Nick Zielinski, is played by Josh Gad. No. So it's a Gad reboot. No. Those are the two people attached. But it's directed by Joe Johnston, Captain America. Yeah, he's done some good stuff. Visual effects for Indiana Jones. He's done some all right stuff. (laughs) Well, Gad, it's like when Ed Helms was the new vacation. 
Yeah, that just annoys you, doesn't it? It does. Me too. The fact that I watch that movie all the way through, they get to Chevy and he does the funniest thing I can think of, which is like <laughs> hurt himself. Yeah, he still got it. He still got it, but if you put Helms at the helm, uh-uh. No. So, yes, he is He is going to be doing stuff. I would have liked to see him in this. If you're going to have everyone do it. Maybe he will. It seems like he's perfectly happy going back to the well at this point. I guess so, it just seemed like uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife Two. He will be maybe he'd be like a bigger part if they're in New York at the firehouse. Yeah, maybe he's their accountant still or whatever. Yeah, he's or like, their legal guy. I'm so happy to be back at the Ghostbusters. I don't think you saw the first Ghostbusters. Either. No. So then, yes, after the credits, we get a unreleased, a deleted scene from the first movie. Where Janine's like, take this quarter. And he's like, why? Because my grandfather gave me this quarter. Okay. And then she has it. There's two of them. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it. And I don't care. Because they're not even together. Right. You, so You guys did that. They you have, guys made them not <laughs> husband and wife or whatever. You made them not be like that. It's too late. I don't care about their marriage coins. So he's got a coin, but she has a coin. But that doesn't seem to be related to anything. They just kind of wanted to show it. Yeah, they're just like... Because then it cuts to her just holding a coin and she goes, Oh, Ernie Hudson. (laughs) It's so nice of you to... So he owns business now. He's a big businessman. He has successful business. He reveals that he is so good at business that he pays rent for stance. Pays rent for stance. Um, He's very good at business. And he will be opening the firehouse. They're back open for business. The thing that he loved the most, the job that he took just to have a job. <laughs> yeah. Had no emotional connection to it at all. Um, so then he touches the car. Yeah. He's the most willing to do stuff. I mean. I'm, I, I'm happy for him. Yes. If he is actually going to be the sort of Professor X of the Ghostbusters. He probably will be because there's, like I mentioned before, he was cut down in the script quite right to the point where, yes, it doesn't make sense to bring when they bring him in. It doesn't do anything for the movie. Right. And then in the second one, he's just one of the Ghostbusters. It's not like he has a. Sure. It's just four of them. It's almost too many. Right. Why have four of them? I don't know. So to have him, he loves the Ghostbusters. He loves talking about it. Uh, you know, I guess Dan Aykroyd does too. He played one. He played Ray in like Casper or something. He runs out of the house and they're like, he's like, you're going to have to call somebody else or whatever and runs yeah. away. But you can yeah. tell that he's like 50 now. So yeah, he probably will be in the second one a little more. It's just one of those things of like the person that had the least amount to do with it <laughs> is brought back because they're the most accessible. Yeah. When they could have, I would think they could have Dan Aykroyd. He, he probably will too. Who knows? My my thing is, you're again, you're falling into the Star Wars trap. Mm-hmm. Learn the lessons of the other franchises that we don't need. Use the old guys to bring in the new guard if you want to. You get butts in seats, as uh-huh. they say. That's okay, I guess. Don't set yourself up for failure for the next one by limiting your mythology. Don't put Luke Skywalker on an island Mm -hmm. and cut off from the force. 
so that he has no other option but to not be helpful. You sound kind of like a guy I used to do a podcast with. Don't say that there were no ghosts until mm. Zul came back. So now that you've defeated Zul, you can't have more ghosts. Uh-huh. According to you guys, you came up with that. You said that. I didn't say that. But now you said it, so I have to believe it. Until the next movie where you say, uh, actually, there's more ghosts now. Well, because then they show the containment device blinking. Oh, that's right. That it's going to unleash like Zool. exploded the first time. What are you doing? Now, here's the other thing about that. They say, was it, oh man, was it in this movie or the last one where they say that it's not the Ghostbusters headquarters anymore. They're like, it's condo, like something oh, happened to it. They said was it this one Stan says, I think that's a Starbucks now. Yeah. And then they show us that it's not that it's not. It's just an abandoned it, firehouse. Yeah. Stupid. You, you guys said that you said that and you watched that. How many times does, does someone watch an edit to a movie they're making every day? They watch the movie. They probably, the editor was probably like, Hey, we have a huge problem. And they're like, no, it's fine. Dan really thought that was funny to say that it's a Starbucks. It's probably now. because they didn't tell him what was going to happen. He didn't read it. He's just like, that's probably a Starbucks now. Well, and like, again, first possible joke, like, oh, what's an abandoned building now? Oh, probably a Starbucks. Starbucks. Sh- Starbucks are shut down now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a joke from 10 years ago. <laughs> There's no more Starbucks. <laughs> I've well, they're unionizing. They'll probably have to cut all of them down. And he could have they? said something like, "It's a, it's a boutique uh, drywall store." Yeah, make it, make it New York like hoity-toity stupid. But also don't because well, or, or yeah, we just saw that <laughs> it's not. Or don't say that because you will buy it. Now, I guess it could be that, or he, that we show Ernie Hudson like put a check, like walk into a Starbucks. Yeah, he lays a check on the counter, and the barista is just like wide-eyed and bushy-tailed looks at it and then he just gives them like the go-away signal like he's like i just bought this yeah because you're like this guy's good at business how many times do you have to say it how specifically well and by the way he's a businessman then you get starbucks money yes you you could have had a whole mm -hmm. other walmart sequence something like that you know so a big sequence because you'd be paid for by the big starbucks moment what did walmart get you probably jack what did Bar- what did what did Baskin Robbins get you? I looked up Ghostbusters ice cream today. I didn't see anything. You could have had Slimer drinks. Yeah, you could have had the marshmallow, like oh, the Stay imagine? Puffed yeah, yeah, latte yeah. with a huge marshmallow, marshmallow on top. Oh, marshmallow this big. Fluff, fluff. Look at it this big. You could have done a lot with Starbucks. That's all I'm saying, and that's funny. He goes in, throws it down, and then he turns around and he still has a conversation with Annie Potts. You yeah. can still do all of it. It yeah. just happens in a Starbucks, and then you get that ad money. It's at the Starbucks that they have the conversation. God, that's good. What are we doing here? We got to be punching up these stupid scripts. And then because Annie Potts is like, he goes and gets another coffee, and she's like, "Aren't you going to pay for that?" And he's like, "Why? I own this place now." Yes. Okay, and then Starbucks can change their logo for the month that it's coming out from the circle with the lady in it to oh the my circle God. with the goddamn ghost it's in it. It's green. It's green. It's a circle with the ghost in uh-huh. it. Wow. Or, as mm. this movie changes the logo at the very end, to a circle with the Stay Puft Marshmallow in it. For a frame. For literally, not even a, like a half a frame, it flashes on screen. You're they like, really, it's one of those things where you know that they are trying to make 
something happened. They want idiots to buy a $6 putty can of putty to get a little mini puffed surprise. And it's working. It's working. I, I ran around town trying to find these things. Here, okay, one uh, more thing. Mm-hmm. About the, the same traps as Star Wars. The third thing that I was going to say. Mm-hmm. You tie yourselves to the old folks too much. And then you screw yourselves when one of them dies. Now, in both situations, you kind of have an out because you can make a ghost of the character if you wanted to. But right in the case of Star Wars, they at least used that actor's choices for better or worse. And it is worse. Mm -hmm. They were beholden to keeping her, the, the actress in the movie and cutting around old stuff that she shot. Uh In the Ghostbusters franchise, they are apparently fine with just recreating the actor in CGI, but you still, it's new. Just let it be new. Mm -hmm. You, you handed the baton over to the young kids let the kids do it now. Let Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon be in it too. They're fun. I, mm-hmm. I like them together. Mm-hmm. And she's learning how to be a more supportive mom. Right. You have the kids. Oh, her storyline's far from over, Landon. Well, I should hope so. She's one of my favorite actors. And I think she should be a Bond girl. I think she should be... I think she could be a villain. I think she should be... Uh, she could be anything. I think she should be in Yellowstone. I want her to be in the next Star Wars movie as the villain. Do you... I want we, her to be in the Acolyte. Should we talk about a Star Wars movie? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> a couple more things about this. Sure. The music. Mm. Very reminiscent of the first one. You could almost say it was the same soundtrack. It probably was. They had the same. Per- they had one of the original uh, mm. uh, musicians come back and they, do the little tremolo thing. The I said magician, and also good magician. So we've got someone playing the little. Yes, the but it theremin. sounds. I thought the theremin was good. Her- yeah. It sounded to me so close to the original. I thought they were using the same score as the first movie. And then at that and then also again so. not the 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 second movie doesn't have that same score. So they're just like playing so hard on that first movie, which I like that soundtrack. Sure. When I'm a kid watching this, they're going out in that library. <laughs> That's scary. Wow. I like the soundtrack. I like uh, the score. I like the soundtrack too. Sure. It's all good. <laughs> It's a perfect movie. So you've got them doing the music basically the same way, even though it is, they said, I looked it up. So they had one of the musician come back to do that with the theremin. Okay. And then they've got, uh, they did incorporate music from the original, which is fine. There's sure. elements of that in star Wars and of everything. Course, of course. It's not as iconic no. It's just like <laughs> But then at the end they play the famous Ghostbusters song too. Yeah. Now here's my thing. That song's good. But Ghostbusters 2, they did a, a different song. Different song, yeah. Why not do a new We don't have any movies anymore that have songs written for them. Well, like, I think that are fun. 
the little girl does a song that was for this movie. I guess, but it's not it's like not a, fun. It's though. not a banger. No, it's, it's not. not a bop. Doesn't slap. And it's like third, I'm gonna have to listen to it again. It's third in the credit sequence. Like, yeah, it, they kind of were like, uh, I mean, we'll put it in there, but <laughs> but like we know we have to end with the Ghostbusters song. You have to. But there was just nothing new there, and maybe the Ghostbusters theme doesn't have to be new. You play who you gonna call Ghostbusters? Okay, play it. That's fine. But even the reboot had like Fallout Boy do it, and yeah. Missy Elliott and Walk the Moon. They had like four. If yeah. you look at the soundtrack, there's like four versions of that one song on there. And that movie what a was dumb awesome. idea. <laughs> but that's another thing that the. I mean, don't do a cover. God forbid. No, 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 no. Just do what you did. That's fine. Learn. But get a new song. Just be like, when you're new in town and you're made of dirt and your grandpa was a crazy man, you're going to get hurt when you go against Muncher, Muncher, Muncher. They call him Muncher, Muncher, Muncher. He's blue and munching, munching, munching. He'll shoot them munches, munching, munching. You know it's Muncher, Muncher Ghost. He will munch you in the night time. He will munch you in the <laughs> So do something new. <laughs> yes. That's Which all. Which is what you learn from the Star Wars movies. What does George always say? They don't do anything new. Harder, faster, <laughs> stronger. <laughs> but it's true. It's... You don't want to see the same stuff. I will. I can't wait to watch this movie again. I'm. I can't wait to buy it and watch all the special features. And I didn't even watch any of the interviews with these old farts on the talk shows. I said I don't need to do this before yeah. this movie comes out. I did watch them. And I was just deathly curious. I can't if they wait. were as unfunny as I think they are. <laughs> and was Dan Aykroyd talking about his vodka the whole time? Every every interview I hear with this guy, no, no, he, he just wasn't. pushes it to his vodka. <laughs> He's vodka. Crystal hey. head or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't. Uh, he was just saying like, I oh, this script is so heartfelt and y- you will cry if you, at the end of this movie. And Bill's like, yeah, I think, uh, you know, you definitely want to cry at the end of a comedy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, he's, I like him. <laughs> I should watch these. But, but may, I think the script was good enough to get them back because even Bill said... He's like, it's a good script. It's going to work. Like, that's yeah, why. That, his stamp of approval. Yes. He, they finally got it. It's no hell bent. Something else that's funny in those interviews is that Dan Aykroyd is sitting so close to Ernie Hudson on the couch. I saw a picture. <laughs> Do you say he that? Is, <laughs> Ernie Hudson is trying so hard to not touch. And he's like spread out. He's yeah, like, Dan's just <laughs> spread out like he's a freaking. This big, big, tall Ghostbusters hat that he's <laughs> had someone make for him, apparently. Yeah. And did you? And then there's a clip of him during the commercial break. He like sings a song. <laughs> he goes over to the roots and he starts singing. I think I played it on the the main show. That was I didn't know. What oh yeah, that was that. <laughs> that was that. He just sings a song, and then like Ernie and uh, Bill also go over with him, but they're just kind of standing there. Anyway, it's kind of fun. They're having their moment. But yeah, I, I will watch it again and have fun with all that stuff. But I'm going, I'll probably be a little bored when it gets back to, like, the Gozers. Because you have the first movie. Well, that's what, yes. So this brings me to when I say do something new. Those are the parts that I like of this movie. 
when it is not doing Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. When it's not doing, I like the kid. She's great. I like, I like Finn Wolfhard. Mm-hmm. I don't care about his story in this movie, but it he, doesn't have one. I like the. Mo- I I even don't mind that the mom is a bad mom. Mm-hmm. I don't think she redeemed herself at all. But no, but her story is far from Overlanded. That's right. I like Paul Rudd. I like that. They didn't try to do the, okay, this is Venkman, this is Spengler, mm-hmm. this is... They, right. They did their own thing with that, and I appreciate that. I like getting to a new place. There's a mystery. They spoiled the mystery by telling us everything we needed to know in the first second of the mm-hmm. movie, but I like the, you know, small towns. that I, I like all that stuff. Yeah. The bad parts are just the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you just don't like Ghostbusters. <laughs> I think that a, a kid watching this movie would love this movie. Yeah, I did. Yeah, me too. I like things where they expand in a good way, like The Force Awakens, getting to go see that in theaters and seeing that all and yeah. what they did with it and taking it in deeper directions. But then there are the moments that are just... They are just giving the audience what they think they yeah. want. But it's like, we are smart. I keep trying to tell them this. Jason mm-hmm. Reitman will not take my phone call. Yeah. I keep saying, we are so smart. We are We're so smart. smart. S-M-R-T. Yes. So, uh, oh, yeah. Homie. Hey there, Homer. It's me. Ah, poo. <laughs> oh. Okay, what's your final rating? On uh, the movie? Yeah. <laughs> out of 10 ladyfingers, as everyone knows, our rating system. I think if you'd have asked me two weeks ago after uh, just seeing it, like the first day after I saw it, when I was like, wow, this was actually, this was really fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing it. I would have said seven five. Okay. Now sitting so that's here, what we'll <laughs> sitting here. I'd say ah, I still liked it. I give it a seven. I think that's pretty close to where I am at. I think I'm closer to a seven and a half. I'd maybe go so far as to say for some of it an eight, but seven and a half is probably probably where I'm sitting with it. Sure. Because so much of it does feel unnecessary. There was a lot of unnecessary parts that just you know, I think when you give me boring Ghostbusters, you give me something that's very boring. <laughs> yeah. I think that a lot of new fans were made mm-hmm. with this movie, which I think is the only goal of this movie. Yeah. I mean, as much as they want to say it's a love letter to the fans, Mm -hmm. if they really wanted a love letter to the fans, wouldn't they have just done the old guys? Right. And you're trying to... Hopefully we get another one. I would love to see another one. Because I want to break even further away from that without it being what the reboot was, which was them trying to re do a new origin story of the Ghostbusters. Right. But we don't need... There's there's nothing there to to discuss 
even in the original Ghostbusters, their origin is is nothing. Well, yes, and as I've always said, it's just a movie. Yeah, I don't quite agree with that. They but, play, <laughs> they pay it such deference. Mm-hmm. Is that a word to use there? In this movie, mm-hmm. that it's like, why are you mythologizing these guys that like? This was oh, I, this was what I also want to say at the end sure, there when sure. they show up again. Yeah, they are not in and of themselves without their equipment anything special. <laughs> exactly. They yeah, yeah, yeah. use their equipment to defeat these ghosts. They're the only people that like ha- that know how to make it, I guess. Yeah. Or can find them or like are looking into what's happening in New York at that moment. Right. And then they have their moment and then they get sued and then they just because ghosts come back, they are allowed to become ghostbusters again because right. they have the equipment. But it's not like they know how to do it better than anyone else. No. They don't have some secret that they have to pass along. That's right. Everything is self-contained in the gear. That's why when they show up and they like, or when they get in the car and stuff and it's doing everything for them, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the Ghostbusters stuff. Yeah, that's so true. So to have Bill Murray show up, who these, these two kids don't know who these, they just watch the video. Right. So they're just like, you're my grandpa's friends. <laughs> right. And then they stay and like look around at his house and they're like, yeah, he lived in a shithole. And then they shake hands and leave. <laughs> they're not, but that's also people want to see them. Cause I think that's mostly what people like about the original. Right. They like Bill Murray acting like he doesn't want to be there. That's what I like. Ever right. since I was a kid, I was like, he seems like he doesn't want to be in this movie, <laughs> right. which is, which is funny. Sure. When you can just do that. Sure. Great. I like Dan Aykroyd in those movies. Uh, yeah, not funny, but he's fine. <laughs> but I, but that's that's what people like about them. So if you're gonna take that away from them, right? I don't know. This is this just has to be its own. You can spin it off and make it its own thing, but it just has to be part of the Ghostbusters expanded universe, just like the cartoon that everyone loves. Yeah, and I would suggest you can make it funny now. Yes. They could have made this one funny. Well, they could have. Yeah. But they were too busy also making it I don't think the emotional. fact that they have to like pay tribute to Harold Ramis, who was a comedian, <laughs> like you can be funny about it. I know, it. but they, they spent so much time making it into a big myth, a big legacy. Right, because every time they find something, it's like there's the... There's the there's Twinkie. like a there's a picture of oh God, like it was still in there. He just ate him a lot, like the crunch the crunch bar. I feel like that's in a scene where he might have taken a bite of one. <laughs> it's like so is that in there forever or just is reminding us that he liked chocolate bars? I like chocolate bars too, Greg. There was a like a funny. There's a picture of them with the little like ghost detector with the little wings that flap out uh-huh. and someone in like the prop shop was showing Jason Reitman and Ivan Reitman and everyone's like smiling and looking at it glowing and Jason smiling and Ivan's just like looking at it. Cause <laughs> I feel like to them, it's just like, yeah, it's like, it's a movie I did and that's cool. Yeah. But to everyone that grew up with it, it's just like, ah, they do it again. We got to make the suit. And then he's just kind of looking at it like, yeah, that looks fine. <laughs> But that's it. They are exterminators. Mm-hmm. And ghosts are pests. 
they they are not superheroes. Mm-hmm. That's and that's but, that should that should the commercial they made should show you everything you need to know. They're New York exterminators. But this movie acts like they are superheroes. So right. I hope that and that's fine. I, I don't even care. It's fine. I hope going forward they make it their own. The kids have their personalities and we we don't need to keep doing this. We and don't will need we to get keep... a fourth Ghostbuster? Who knows? We've got the brother and sister duo, and then we've got podcasts who's certainly going to be coming along for the Don't ride. you think the brother's girlfriend? Oh, that's a good idea. Because she showed up with a... She helped. She helped. And she, I think she had a And she wants on. to get out of that damn dirty, dusty Yeah, they're town, all going right? to move to New York. Her dad's probably not going to like it. Going to make him have a shotgun wedding. <laughs> They all move to New York and they start up the Ghostbusters again because ghosts are back. That's the problem. At the end of all these movies, they make them go away. That's the biggest problem. That's why I said you paint yourself into a corner by saying that Zool is the only ghost. And they seem to be only showing up where the Ghostbusters are. <clears throat> it's kind of like how Peter Parker is always around for Spider-Man pictures. <clears throat> well, it's more like until Spider-Man... There weren't any villains, and suddenly a That's, masked yes. vigilante shows up, and suddenly there's a bald guy called Vulture flying mm-hmm. around. You're like, okay, I don't think he would have been doing that if we didn't have the other guy. It's the ultimate Joker problem. He exists simply to be Batman's foil, and since Batman shall not kill, except for when he does. Oh, my God. Like a certain Zack. <laughs> That's me. What's up, bro? We still have to do our Zack Snyder's Justice League review. Yeah, and I will watch that. But we'll until that, then, yes. we give Ghostbusters Afterlife a solid 7.5. Ghostbusters Afterlife, I'm going to revisit you soon enough, and maybe that score will change, but we hope you enjoyed this episode of Lunch Break. If you did, go and lightly tap the subscribe button. The keyboards on these computers these days are getting mighty precious. I don't want you to crack a key. And if you're smashing your screen, don't do it like an old person where they hit the glass on their screen. They're like, it's not responding to anything. It's like, yeah, because you're just jabbing it. Okay? Jib jab. Hey, did you get the jab? Bye. Imagine if Ghostbusters was made into a pot-smoking comedy. That's not what Ghostbusters is about. There's something weird and it don't look is this the is this Phoebe? <laughs> Landon? Hello! Is this the weird girl from the Whoville movie and she's in the sexy band now? Bye. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Sertian and Zeritskaya oh, 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 oh. featuring Kim and Sturmak. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't say that on air? <laughs> For those of you wanting to know, the last cover of the Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters song was a cover by Sertian and Zeritskaya <laughs> featuring Kim and Sturmak. <laughs> Find it on YouTube. Bye. Bye.